Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Dial H for Hero Clicks, where today we will be going over changes, as Austin just said. <laughs> I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me today is Drew Alderson hey. and Austin Smith, unfortunately. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. Austin's fan favorite. Everybody takes up for Austin whenever we yeah, make fun of Yeah, it's great. I get to be an asshole off the stream or on the, off the and, and everyone's like, why are you guys so mean to Austin? Because you haven't had to deal with Austin for ten years. <laughs> ten. Well, you and your 20, entire life. 20 plus. I don't know what you're talking about. Today we're going to be discussing spoilers. Uh, 2013 PAC changes now that we've had a few months to uh, to use them and try Enjoy them out them. in tournament. And our thoughts on them now that we've had time to, to use them a lot. Uh, we're going to go over the Arkham Origins set, talk about best build, and talk about Aquaman comics. Uh, we're going to start off with some news. First of all, we got who I who I deemed Cosmic Spider-Man 2.0, <laughs> and I'm talking about Darkseid he from Legion of really Superheroes. He's a rare son. So he has improved targeting. He ignores everything, <laughs> pretty uh, much, except elevated. Yeah, that's true. Except elevated, he ignores hindering, outdoors blocking. That would include indoors blocking. So hindering, blocking, characters, and he can make ranged attacks against people while he is based. Uh, like a colossal can, and like that uh, cyclops that we saw for the team base can. Yeah, he has a couple traits. First one is friendly characters with apocalypse keyword not named dark side modify their attack and damage by plus one when they have uh, one action token, and that's not adjacent either. So when you play, it'd be really good for your apocalypse theme team. Uh, the, his other trait is when he's dealt penetrating damage, it can be reduced very good uh, if he didn't use outwit during your last turn his powers cannot be countered Whoa. so it's kind of a quasi that's probably why he doesn't have quintessence to power code yeah on a trait that can't be reduced or that can be reduced then yeah he has three point values all of which start with uh, impervious so yeah he's gonna get impervious and he'll get to reduce the impervious as well and that would also let him roll to try to yeah. ignore the whole thing. So He's pretty dang good. He has a, a boom tube. It's not quite as good of a boom tube as the last dark side, but uh, it's still pretty good. If he has no action tokens, he can use running shot and ignores characters on movement. If he has one action token, he can use phasing teleport. When he does, he may be given a ranged combat attack as a free action after action to resolve. So it's pretty good. It's, it is good. He's got super strength and uh, psychic blast alternating Pretty much his whole dial. Ten clicks long. Later on, he picks up a special damage power. Or actually, if you start him off at uh, 300 or 200, he starts out with it. He can use Outwit and Leadership. When he uses Leadership, he may remove two action tokens from an adjacent friendly instead of one. If he does, that character is dealt one unavoidable at the end of the turn. Similar to that Deathstroke that we got for... What set was that Deathstroke from that could do that? I think it was the last one, wasn't it? The Teen Titans one? Yep. Does Barda have Apocalypse keyword or anything? She should. She's from Apocalypse. That's what I was going to say. So, um, she should have the Apocalypse keyword. So, you keyword. could boom tube leadership, deal her one damage. I wonder if she dropped onto something good after that. You could boom tube, then boom tube, then boom tube. Boom tube. Dark side boom tubes. Barda boom tubes next turn. Dark side boom tubes again. <laughs> got a great idea. Why don't we just not have flying or anything? Just everyone facing teleport shoots. Let's all be Lex Luthor. 
Uh, I'm not really... Oh, he has 10 range with two bolts, by the way, while ignoring <laughs> everything and, on targeting. And then Dom. Yeah, so he really is Cosmic Spider-Man 2.0. Um, he's a little expensive. Um, I think even uh, his 200 points... He's worth those points, yeah. though. There's he's no six, way he's expensive at 200 points, sir. The only thing is that six clicks for 200 points, I feel like if you could pull off some... If you could completely nuke him... You could sweep. Well, good luck nuking like, someone who you can't outwit and can't reduce, and who can't be reduced. If he didn't, yeah, use that's outwit. true. But he won't use outwit if someone's coming at him. I don't know if he's a big chunkier team. He might be your only outwitter. We got another spoiler for Superman Legion of Superheroes. The one I liked the best was Orion. Oh, he's good. He's currently in Wonder Woman uh, New Fifty Two, uh, and he. He basically seems like he's going to be a regular character because he's been around for about seven or eight issues, six or seven issues now. Uh, he has a tra- two traits as well. At the beginning of your turn, if he has any action tokens, you can give him a free action and heal him of one damage. He has Endom on top of that, so as a free action, that means you could do it whenever you wanted too. So I mean, like if there was any situation where you'd want to heal, no, nah, it says at the beginning of your turn. Oh, at the beginning of your turn, you can give him a free. And he has to have action tokens. His other trait is when Orion targets a character who possesses the Apocalypse keyword, modify his attack value plus one. When he targets a character named Darkseid, modify his uh, damage value by plus one. And ignore any damage powers the target can use. So he is anti-Darkseid. Is it damage powers or defense powers? Or sorry, defense powers. I was like, hold on. He gets plus one damage and he ignores any defense powers. So... He doesn't yeah. even have to worry about the, you know, Darkseid's trait and his impervious. Neither one would help him against that. Orion would just cut right through it. Dealing five damage if you're starting. Actually, both his clicks, he would start off doing five to Darkseid, but he starts off with four. He starts off with a special movement ability on both his 200 and 150 point options. It's a running shot, phasing, and flight ability. He has invincible on uh, 200 points and impervious and psychic blast on the 150 points he's a pretty dang good dial yeah uh he always deals no less than a three damage and uh most of the time it's penetrating or some of the time it's penetrating he picks up a special actually almost all this the time it's penetrating because later in his dial he he picks up exploit flurry and charge with invincible again i like picking up that mid dial invincible yeah Yeah. so he's a pretty good people don't really expect it either he also has Justice League keyword. Ooh, um, so yeah. really looking forward to playing him. High Father is our last spoiler from Superman Legion of Superhero set. Uh, you know what? Uh, before we go over him real quick, the one thing I'm really liking that I've noticed with these spoilers the last few weeks, they're doing a lot of ruler keyword. Like, ruler keyword was one of those that was pretty sparse before. But, like, in the last two weeks alone, we've seen, like, what, six rulers already? Yeah, and um, this guy, it, it's good to have a, around a 100-point option ruler because they're usually super expensive. And, and that's, a, a that's why you can't, period. you can't typically make theme teams with rulers just because they're so dang expensive. Yeah. He has a trait, uh, or first I should know, he has quintessence, and he's 130 points for six clicks. He has a trait called the Pact. At the beginning of the game, you may announce a Pact. If you do the highest point character on your force and the highest point character on your opponent's force, 300 points or less, cannot target opposing characters with an attack until one of them has taken damage from an attack, or they are the only two characters left on the map. That's... This ability cannot be ignored. So as long as you're fighting some 300, you could you could lock your big hitter to where uh, 
They can tear in, or where, oh, let's see, it can't target opposing characters that attack until one of them takes damage from attack where they Basically, uh, if you did that on their big piece, they have to go after High Father if they want to uh, do anything with that guy, basically. Yeah. Uh, so couldn't you run, like, an army of mystics and then assign your big person to be the packed person? They'd have to pick off the mystics if they had one big, like, 300-point figure or whatever. If you do the highest point character and you're forcing the highest point character can't target no they wouldn't even be oh. able to hit your mystics they have to come after oh, they have to go after first. The okay. yeah you have to deal the the people who have the pact they have to take damage before your your big guys can target anybody else on the teams he has uh, phasing and tk for the first half of his dial and a special damage power leadership prop control and support when he uses support the target's combat values are modified by plus one until the end of your turn he, uh, second half of his dial, he gets Invincible, Close Combat Expert, and a Special Attack Power. Give him a power action and replace him with 051 Tachyon on the same click number. We haven't seen that click yet, so we don't exactly know what that's going to go into. But he's not a bad piece for he's, his points. Not, I think that they're gonna, someone's going to find a way to abuse his trait yeah. and that damage ability. He's an interesting experiment if you look at him. Um He's kind of a higher point support piece, but he rolls onto some close combat expert once you hit him down. Yeah, yeah. definitely a support piece because he doesn't have range, Lead- but he has TK, leadership, prob, and support. With plus one combat it, values. It on really support. all matters what Tachyon has. And that, and that, has. that trait, too. Yeah. The trait's really good. He's just a... He seems like an neat piece. I overall. think what we will see... We're going to see some teams with him in the future, I think. Ooh, and Quintessa's keyword. Has that ever existed before? Wait. Ooh, what? Let me look that up because that just kind of... Fly, I didn't notice that when we first saw him. And uh, it kind of flagged off my head. I was going to say his keywords look pretty sweet, too. High Father, Quintessence. Oh, there are. There's an old Phantom Stranger, an old Shazam, and... Ganthit. Ganthit and the Spectre. Spectre Colossal. So there's only like... And Stanley. Don't forget about Stanley. <laughs> I don't count Stanley. I always count Stanley. There's only five characters with that keyword. Six if you include Stanley. <laughs> so pretty cool. You know what's cool about him? His trait, um, his trait will be one of those where you'll get some crazy build. Like you'll get some kind of crazy build assignment. For, for one week, and you'll think of yeah. some way to abuse that trait for some fun. You know what I mean? Like I already know Harry's probably got ideas swirling in his head. There's going to be some kind of situation for that. <clears throat> That's all the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, we got three figures spoiled for the AVX. Uh, AVX. We got Cap, who I thought was way too good. <laughs> or not way too good. Way too high of a piece. I he has a 200-point option, which cap at 200 points. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I mean, Cap... I'm, I'm fine with it just because of the fact that I want a leader piece for high-end Avenger characters, so if I play Thor, Cap, Iron Man, I can actually leadership them without it having the broken option to remove from any, any Avenger of any point value. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then again, I admitted they shouldn't have made a 200-point Batman... Although, I gotta say, with Batman, it, it makes slightly more sense because Batman at base can be upgraded depending on what kind of things he has at his disposal. Cap's not gonna get... You, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Cap like, doesn't have a battle suit. If, Bat has time, <laughs> if Batman has time to prepare, then he could be you know, yeah. more and more and more effective expen- like you know, going up. Cap's, not, Cap's gonna be Cap. 
Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, but like the Tuner Point Batman's also a leadership piece, though. Yeah, is he like, is. Yeah. And, well, and he gives uh, people the same keyword less than yeah. him. Still. That's what I mean, though. It's like a core team leader piece. Yeah. I don't like either of them being 200 points, but that's just because we're comic nerds here. Um, he has two traits. He can use leadership. When he rolls a six, you may place a friendly character with the Avengers keyword, a lower point value, and within four squares adjacent to him but only if you remove the action token from that character. So that could be useful. He also gets to choose at the beginning of his turn reflexes or energy shield. He can use that until the beginning of your next turn. Any time I've ever seen that power on anybody, it's been the most annoying thing. Not to mention he has impervious too. Yeah, starts off with impervious on his 200-point option, invul on his 100-point option. And i got to say, his 100-point dial looks pretty dang good too for his points. Uh, he, if you play him at 200, he's going to start with two clicks of running shot and a special attack power. It's takedown. He can use end cap as if he had two bolts. When he doesn't hits two characters, he may give one character two action tokens instead of giving each character one. If that character cannot be given the second action token, deal at one penetrating damage instead. So, actually, you got a you potential could, of dealing it too yep, if they don't have him. willpower already. So he that's pretty that could be useful, although when he has that well, he's already dishing out four damage. It's actually already an end cap, so if they have two tokens you could hit them with it and then choose them for the penetrator. That's what I'm saying. They would take the one that's why I'm saying it has a potential of dealing oh, two. Well you said without willpower and it threw me for a loop. But or yeah, if they willpower. already if they already have two, yeah, with willpower they still would have to take it. Yeah. Um he gets charged later in his dial and picks up perplex and empower and exploit weakness. I like Cap having Empower. I think that's a, a power that, that he should have all the time. Him, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't really like Exploit that much, but I think he. I like Cap having Empower. Uh, his uh, team-based ability gives him reflexes and defend. Very good. <laughs> that's pretty good. And uh, like we said, he's got eight clicks for 200 points. For 100 points, he only An has amazing, five clicks. Amazing keyword selection. He's yeah. got Shield, he's got Avengers, he's got all kinds of crap. All winners, Avengers, Invaders, Past, Shield, and Soldier. I, even though his 100-point dial is only five clicks long, it's a very hard-hitting, effective uh, five clicks. So I, I think it's really good. Save the exploit and potentially the imperv. This is like what I would imagine a perfect cap to be to me. Like, that in-cap ability is cool. It yeah, fits I in. really don't like... Me and Ricky were... Ricky is the biggest cap fan on that I know. And even he admitted cap shouldn't have impervious. Yeah. <clears throat> But uh, the the reflexes and energy shield thing is a, kind of a no brainer, and I can't believe more caps haven't had that before. Yeah. That's that's something that really, in my mind, is something that he should have all the time. It kind of signifies. But either of those on top of an eighteen impervious is pretty sick. Yeah, he's gonna be pretty annoying. Yeah, caps more about damage avoidance than damage reduction. I think his uh, uh, next is Namor, who's on the X Men base. He ignores characters on movement, and he has a trait when he's hit with an attack. Or given a second action token, put a rage token on his card. Before Namor rolls for an attack, you may remove a rage token so that the attack deals penetrating. So nasty. That's pretty sick. And he's hitting pretty damn hard. Uh, Top click, he's 225. Charge with an 11 attack, super strength, and 4 damage already. So if you have a heavy, that's 6. And if you take a token off, that's 6 penetrating. He rolls on to CCE, too. Yeah, he pit, he uh, has Charge and Flurry mixed in his entire dial. He has Precision Strike and Super Strength mixed in his whole dial. He starts off with Impervious on both point options and then goes to Invincible. Mm. And then, again, mid-dial, 
or uh, mid-dial invincible. My personal favorite click, though, is that click three. 11 attack precision strikes, so they can't super sense. Flurry. Flurry and 4 damage. And Battle Fury. So, so yeah, you, take, you take a token. You take well, a he token is ignoring off. shape change with <clears throat> Battle Fury, and he's ignoring oh, yeah. super senses with precision strike, and he's flurrying. And he's flurrying for 8 penetrating. Yeah, especially if you had a couple rage tokens to throw on oh, there. Oh my gosh, that's. Uh, that's uh, he's, I like him. I like him a lot. He's, he's probably going to be. Cool he's going to be my go to Namor. Um, you would get, let's see, six clicks for 150 at the lower point option, but again, they're hard-hitting clicks. Um, his defense power is pretty cool, too. He has toughness, and if he occupies water, he can use region. And if it's not your turn, opposing characters can't draw a line of fires. Line That's of fire to him. Pretty, pretty good. Team-base-wise, he gives you CCE and flight ability. Also a good uh, yeah. team-base contributor. The Spider-Man's pretty sick. Uh, he's on an Avengers. Spider-Man fans find a reason to bitch after seeing this Spider-Man, I, I'm gonna just lose it. I don't. I love the 125 point in the main Spider-Man set. I thought that was great, and then they released this one, which is amazing. I didn't dig the 125 point one that much, but I really, really dig this one. And if he had the Fantastic Four keyword, he would be my favorite one by far, honestly. Um, Lamppost Spidey's probably still my favorite, but if this guy had Fantastic Four, he'd be instantly my favorite. Ignores everything on movement. First of all, it's something Spider-Man should always have. Uh, he has a trait. When Spider-Man's a target of a ranged combat attack, he can use super senses and evades on a 4 to 6. That's traded. It's, it's weird, though, because, yeah, having super senses for just ranged is kind of cool because, like, we haven't really thought about that with Spider-Man. I can't say you ever really see his spider sense, like, when he's being punched. You kind of see it when someone's running at him or about to throw something at him or stuff like that. Yep. He has a uh, movement power. He can use in cap and the move and attack ability. When he uses move and attack, he modifies his attack value by negative one instead of negative two. He has pretty good attack values. If you play him at 125, which I think is a better option, uh, he starts with the move and attack, in cap, super strength, shape change with three damage. And a 17 reflexes, so a 19, plus he has that that traded super senses. He's really good. I like um, I like the combo of his movement ability and the trait, though, because you hypersonic punch and run away. Yeah, and he's ignoring everything on character, so you don't got to worry about getting caught up in anything. You can basically run around the entire map, which is yep. how Spidey should be. Um, he gets perplex and outwit later in his dial and willpower and flurry, and so he kind of becomes a, a sort of a supporter tie-up piece. I was trying to, realize, or trying to figure out why he got shape change and I realized it's distracting banter. He still has uh, Spider-Man team ability with this too, so you could throw in some wild card tricks. He's really good. I like him. I do. I know. love him, actually, and he gives the team base super senses. Um, he's infinitely better to me than the 125 from the main set like, playability Oh yeah. By far. And uh, the two uh, the two <clears throat> dial options is nice too. I like all the fact I like the fact they gave us two dials with most of these. Like a well, lot. they pretty much have to since it's for the team base. Oh, true. Yeah. That's all the AVX spoilers. We got two for uh, Invincible Iron Man. I'll let Dawson talk about them. Oh man, I love this one. So Sasha Hammer, um, Armor Hammer Industries keywords ninety points. Um, her first trait is Villainous Lineage. When a friendly character named Crimson Cal. Mandarin or Justin Hammer is adjacent to Sasha Hammer. They modify their attack values by plus one if not already modified by this effect. So a straightforward minor bonus to adjacent characters and also kind of confirms we're getting a Crimson Howl in the main set. Um, her second trait's really cool though and this is why you'd probably play her. Um, steal a dead man's armor. When a character with a different name 
The armor robot keyword and 150 points or less would be KO'd. You may roll a d6 and a result of a 5 or 6, return that character to the map in her square on a click number that's the same number of clicks from the starting line as her click number. That character is now a friendly character in Sasha Hammer's KO. She's going to be a fun uh, sealed piece. Yeah. So you could constantly uh, you could upgrade her to a 150 point character that had just died. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of like a it's a five to six, but it's kind of like a second life. Um, here's my question with it though: it's a result. Of, it's uh, you may roll a d6, but it doesn't say it can't be re-rolled. Yeah, you could prob it. So you could prob it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her base dial, her starting click is sidestep outwit. Um, she's got five range, so it'd be a default to six. Um, so then she drops onto Stealth Pulse Wave Outwit and Sidestep Pulse Wave. Um, down dial, she's Mastermind Psychic Blast Stealth. Um, she's a solid, like, Outwit piece, and with the Hammer Industries ATA, she's a Perplex piece. And then she's a Second Life for potentially one of your bigger pieces. I don't see myself playing her a lot, but I think I could find some niche teams that I'd like to run her on. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I think she gets better in Sealed for this set just because of the trait and the I mean how many armor or robot pieces are going to be in this you know set? what I would run that trait with really well M10 Iron Man it is half point now <laughs> yeah and it, it yeah because it also doesn't specify when an opposing character just says when a character oh, yeah. so that could be yours or theirs so she's going to be pretty pretty fun to play in sealed other than that I, I can't see myself playing her too much. I'm an armor and robot fanboy, so I will oh, yeah. find uses for her. And uh, I do like the fact that she starts with Envo, and then if she gets popped, she might go on to Pulse Wave uh, and Sidestep, so I like that. Yeah. Uh, Sasquatch and Sasquatch Prime got spoiled, too. Yeah. Um, Sasquatch is pretty straightforward. Um, alpha Flight Animal, Deity Scientist, 95 points. The banner click at the start. It's a banner click at the start, which sucks. Um, no willpower, so... It- well, you could ignore. You could choose not to take the pushing damage on willpower, but um, you push off outwit onto uh, its flurry super strength eighteen invul um, three damage, and the dial kind of alternates between charge in flurry blades and outwit. And has outwit most of the dial actually yeah. stands two clicks. Um, toughness and invul once in a while, and the, f- the final click is an outwit region. And I think we just talked about it last week, how I love having outwit on my region clicks to stop people from moving and attacking you. Um, not a bad piece for 95 points. I don't know like how often I'd see myself playing this piece. Um, I don't know. I don't like banner clicks at all. Yeah, um, I don't care much for them myself either. And the dial for 95 points... Um, Flurry Blades 3, or Flurry Blades 2 isn't bad, because you kind of, like, lock in that you're going to Blades at 2, um, for better chances, but, uh, overall, just Charge Blades, Charge Blades, Charge Blades. Yeah, to me, it seems more, it, he does have one click of Flurry Blades, but he just seems to me like a filler if you need melee in your sealed team, and you pull him, and you, you need a, you know, yeah. a melee piece, then yeah. he's not too bad, because he he's giving you that wit, too. Yeah. Other than that, I, he's not anything exceptional. Uh, the Prime... Now, the Prime I actually really like. Um, uh, Sasquatch Prime has Alpha Flight, Exiles, and Scientists. More Exiles. Um, point value, it has a 119 point and a 99 point starting line in the X-Men team ability. Um, it has a trait. Once per game, they can use, uh, Sasquatch can use hypersonic speed. So that's kind of cool, um, just having that option available to throw your opponent for a loop because they don't see it on the dial. Right. Um, 
Starts out charge, super strength, outwit with a four. Now, outwit, super strength is a great combo because you knock out your opponent's defense and then you just charge in and blast them with an object for six damage. So I really like that starting out on the 119 dial. Um, and then second click, it picks up a special damage power view from the Panopticron. Now this is why it's a prime. They can uh, Sasquatch can use probability control. When she uses it during your turn, she may target a character anywhere on the map. So there's no range restrictions, no line of fire, nothing. Just anywhere on the map. So good. for if you start her on her 99 point dial, she actually starts with that. Yep. So you have a 100 point, no line of fire restriction prob on your turn. She still has to. She still has to have line of sight on their turn though. Uh, right. On their turn and stuff, yeah. yeah. But for your turn, at least you have a no restrictions. For her points, she's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, 119 blades. on the top dial uh, for eight clicks and 99 points uh, for the second dial for six clicks. And like Austin said, the 99 point dial will also start with that special prop control power. I'm really digging sidestep more and more lately after playing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And we're gonna talk about it when we get yeah. to the to our main topic. But but um, I love it. It's a really good ability. I'm really liking. I like triple region. Like, that's something you don't see in a lot of characters. Like, having two potential regen clicks is nice. Having three is crazy. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. And, once and again, she's got phasing. Oh, phasing. 12 phasing. Phasing with 12, yes. She she's going to get away. Run away. It's, it's might turn out to be a pretty good piece. Um, yeah, I don't see it being, like, super meta or anything, but I can see it as being a fun piece that I'd run on some teams for some good support. So we're also going to quickly go over the Arkham Origins set, which may not be out in your your local area. It's not out in ours. WizKids hates the Midwest. Um, there's been regional delays, and uh, but all the dials have been spoiled. You can see them on hcrealms.com on the unit section. We've already talked about the Batman. He's pretty solid for his 140 points. Yep. Um, he has some abilities that represent his powers in the game he has remote battering attack power when he makes a range combat attack he can draw lines of fire from any one square within range and line of fire but so, the target must still be in range so it's kind of like a ricochet a from, from spider-man yeah well there is a cap that does that does the oh. there's a damage power explosive gel give batman a free action and destroy an adjacent wall or square of blocking terrain it's free action too yeah so free action good. so uh he like I said, just a pretty standard dial. He has a trait of end cap. If he KOs an opposing character this game when he uses end cap, he may also deal his printed damage value any way you choose among the hit targets. That right there is very good. Yes, sir. If you can get him to finish off. So, pretty solid, common Batman. Now, we're going to go... Let's go over the... the assassins uh, and stuff. Let's the do the main guys, and then we'll go over their thugs. Now, there's a thug for Bane, Joker, Penguin, and Black Mask. We've already gone over Black Mask and the Black Mask Thugs on the podcast. The Black Mask is pretty cool. He'll be especially good for these pieces in this set because of his attack power. Give him a power action. All adjacent friendly characters with assassin keyword or shared keyword with him, which he has uh, Arkham Asylum and Gotham City Underworld, may be given a move action as a free action. So he's kind of a, a Lieutenant Gordon, but costs a little more. He has... Outwit and perplex his whole dial, so he's kind of and he gets mastermind mid dial, so he's kind of a support piece. He's better than the SOG one was kind of our final verdict. The black mask thugs, however, leave a lot to be desired. They're not god awful, but they're they're nothing special, and I kind of prefer the false facers from SOG a a little bit if I was going to use them in conjunction with uh, this black mask. And also, those false facers have a 
underworld so they could carry each other too. Uh, the Penguin and the Penguin Thugs, personally, I thought were the better of the Thug guys. Uh, Penguin is 78 points with Stealth and Mastermind and a special damage power. He can use Outwit. He may activate Outwit with a power action instead of a free action. When he does, he can count squares and draw lines of fire from the square of a friendly character sharing a keyword with him. So he pulls a Professor X. Yep, Gotham City and Gotham City Underworld on him, and Ruler as well. So there's um, a cheap Ruler, 78 points. I'm upset he doesn't have Arkham Asylum. Yeah, why doesn't he? Well, I guess when he get you know what, though? I when he gets arrested, he doesn't ever yeah, go to the Asylum. He goes to... Uh, uh, I think it's more so they didn't want to... He goes to Blackwater, Blackwater. Uh, why are we having such a brain fart right I don't now? Know. Blackgate. Uh, Blackgate, yeah. I was going to say, I think part of it was because his damage power, they wanted it to be through thugs as opposed to through... Correct. And uh, speaking... So, the penguin is not bad. The penguin thugs, however, I think are the better of the thug options. Oh, I love the penguin thugs. 37 points, 5 clicks long, uh, in cap, and a special damage power. When a friendly character named Penguin is within 8 squares... Penguin Thug can use Perplex only to decrease combat values of opposing characters. But here, here's what I like about them. For one, Batman enemy means they can steal good attack value. They have a four-range in cap, so if you have a bunch of them together, you could copy, let's say, a really high attack value from like a Joker or something, and then they could all perp down someone's defense and just in cap the living crap out of them. Like, and then of course you have the outwit through Penguin going through one of them. Like, I, I, this is one of my favorite thugs they've done. I mean, it's very flavorful. It's very straightforward. Yeah, I don't think he's anything, they're anything super special, but they're, just he's cool. a, they're, they're the best out of the set because, honestly, I was very underwhelmed with all these thugs. Uh, the Joker we've talked about as well. Him we liked a lot. Yeah, he's good. He's the one who has the, the traded poison, and if he's KO'd an opposing character this game, when he uses poison, it's penetrating. And the reason that that's even better is because of his special attack power. Smoke Cloud, and when he uses Poison, the Joker may treat all opposing characters which ended the previous turn adjacent to one of his hindering terrain markers as adjacent. As adjacent. So he can do Penetrating Poison to, I mean, a potential of 15 characters if you spread those six Smoke Cloud squares out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you can set up him to get the kill, him and... Uh, him and uh, uh, Prime Deathlock would be best buddies because Deathlock yeah. could pepper him down to their last clicks since he can't KO him, and then Joker could get the KO. Doesn't that con exclusive Pestilence get bonus combat value? Is it for each enemy damage by poison this turn or something like that? I've never played it, but probably. Uh, it he's a wild card and a stealth and reflexes and shape change top click. He's he's a pretty good piece. I gotta for say, pets. out of the Jokers I've seen, he's probably my favorite. Like, he, he's one of them, and uh, if if he plays out. Really well, he may be he's one of the, good. the you best. You know, Joker I hate with a passion. The Clown yeah. Prince of Prime or Crime. <laughs> he's talking shit about your boy. I don't. I don't give a shit what this guy has. To the say. Joker thugs were very underwhelmed with. Uh, yeah, just go with already, the Batman set. Get the yeah, fat ones. Go for the Joker the thugs from ones. Batman. Or hell, even uh, the Dark Knight Rises one. These Arkham Origins Joker thugs have stealth, willpower, and a minion. Power when they're within eight of the Joker, they can use poison. When he does, the Joker thug is dealt one unavoidable, so you Terrible. have to take one to deal one. Terrible. And see, that's what's crazy about that. That damage power would have been fine, and they would have been tolerable if they didn't take the damage. Yeah, yeah. they don't really. Yeah, it's not like they're super good, and they need that negative on yeah, their dials. Seriously. <laughs> <It's> terrible. Uh, <laughs> 
The last option is Bane and Bane Thugs. Now, these we have not went over or well, seen. I actually like this Bane a lot. I, I like him too. He, he's 120 points for 8 clicks. He does not start with move and attack. He, he just has stealth and then later sidestep, and then his last 2 clicks he gets charge. But at the beginning he has stealth, precision strike, reflexes, and outwit. And stealth combat reflex is always a good combo. He has a deep. He has a special damage power. He picks up on the next two clicks. He can use energy explosion, RCE, and improve targeting. Ignore hindering blocking. When a ranged combat attack resolves, any blocking terrain along its line of fire to the target is destroyed, as if he had a range value of eight. He may only use improved targeting, blocking, ignore blocking, when a ranged combat attack resolves. Any Blocking terrain along its line of fire to the target is destroyed to ignore up to one. So basically, it's he just can like blow an, up a huge wall. Of- it's just like an RPG. He's only he can only go through one. He can't go through a huge line yeah. of blocking, which makes sense if you think of it as an RPG. As soon as it hits, it's going to detonate. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, it can definitely be something that the opponent doesn't expect to be coming from a bane. You know, a eight yeah. range, an eight range through blocking say, that's, shot. That's what I like about him is he starts out as a as a ranged piece with that. Yeah, he, he starts off as ranged and then goes into melee as the game goes on. So he's not too bad. His uh, defense power for his last two clicks could be useful. When this click is revealed while taking damage, stop turning the dial and roll a d6, subtract 3, minimum of 1. So you're pretty much going to be a minimum of 1 each time. Increase Bane's combat values by the result as long as Bane possesses this power. Bane can use Invul and this power can't be countered. So he has two stop clicks at the end of his dial, both of which give him a potential of going up in values of, of between 1 and 3 with a minimum of 1. Stop Wait, click strong guy. When it's revealed after taking the new turn, the value roll a d6 and modifies combat values, right? It just says as long as he possesses this power. So when you hit the first stop click, would you modify? Then you hit the second and modify it on top of the previous one? No, I think when you stop... You're going to stop turning the dial. You're not going to keep turning after that. He's no, just, I'm saying would the would he modify his combat values twice? Oh, you're saying if... Say, would they stack? Say it's your turn, you hit him with somebody, I go to the first one, then you hit him again, and he goes to the second one? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so like if you hit him and you knock him onto the first stop click, and he'll roll and modify his combat values, then... Because it's when this click, not power, is revealed. So would he roll and be like, oh, I modify plus one on the first one? That... And then then he'd stop on the second one, mod- roll and modify again... I would think so, the way it's worded, since it says when this click is revealed. Because that makes it a little better. But, it's I mean, that's one that's going to need clarification. <clears throat> and they'll they'll go over and talk to the WizKids and see how they originally intended it to be. The way it's worded, I would think you're right, though, as far as when the click. I mean, at best, that would put him at plus threes. Well, yeah, even, just the, easier, fact, even yeah. just the fact that he's two stop clicks in a row is going to yeah. be annoying as hell. With Involve, by the way. What are his keywords? Assassin Brute. Oh, he's got Assassin Buddy. I'm playing the, the Sol- hell out of this Soldier guy. and uh, Gotham City. Not to underwater. mention he gets Batman Enemy, and if he's pumped up on juice, he can share his 12 attack value after you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, after you model? Yeah. No, he couldn't. Oh, it's oh, is it It's replay. Yeah, uh, Batman replaces. It's just like Defend. Oh, okay. So he'd have to go... With his base, Damager, you got me all excited. I was, uh, I got myself. Although you could take somebody else's ten and then plus his whatever pluses. And well, there you go. Well, you know what I really like the fact he's a Batman enemy assassin because there's a lot of calculator assassins out there. Yep, true. 
Uh, now his thugs like are, are not <laughs> god awful. They're forty five points. Um, they have attack or charge and empower and a special attack power. When a friendly character named Bane is within eight, they can use willpower. See, I like these guys basically as much as I do the penguins. I like these guys because they're a forty-five point empower minion, which we don't have an empower minion outside of Mage Knight yet. Yep, and uh, and they can dish some damage. I mean, charge, willpower, two damage already with empower for each other. And Batman enemy um, late dial, they pick up CCE reflexes and sidestep, kind of mixed in there. So I like them for forty-five mm-hmm. points, especially. Playing a few with that Bane. Oh, yeah. Now, let's go back. That's all of the minion guys. Let's go back to the commons. Electrocutioner. Electrocutioner we have not seen yet. 70 points. A special damage ability that he gets. Mid-dial, it's Quake, and when he does hit, characters are given an action token but not knocked back. Now, that's actually useful for yeah, him yes. because he has poison and plasticity. And I'm happy. I wish they'd do more Quakes like that, honestly, because there are a lot of times that I... There's some characters I don't want to knock back with. So he has the combo of plasticity, poison, quake, giving tokens, and not knocking back. So if you had an outwitter or two to outwit their defense, he's going to be. I don't know some sort of penguin, maybe perhaps that outwits through people that share keywords with him. Yeah, yeah, good, good, uh, good idea. Assassin, Underworld, and Soldier keywords on him. Not too bad for seventy points. Seventy points, not terrible. And I'm always happy with Batman enemy TA. Robin is seventy-two. He has. Uh, he ignores imp- he ignores hindering and may move through squares adjacent to or occupied by opposing characters but still needs to break away. So he has basically the fly symbol but he can't carry is yeah. essentially what that is. Um, he gets a special attack power on his la- or movement power on his last three clicks which I like. He has end cap. When he uses it to make a close combat attack and hit he may use end cap as a free target or as a free action targeting the same character again. So, so and he has perplex on that. So you can perplex him up to a ten, end cap, hit, end cap him again, try to push him while you're out actioning them. Six range double bullet energy explosions, nothing really. Yeah, he starts off a sidestep and willpower and energy explosion, then he gets sidestep end cap for the next two, and then he gets the special end cap thing. He's got six range double bolts. He's pretty solid. He's not great. He's, he's pretty mad. I mean, he's about like the electrocutioner. He's not horrible, but he's not great. Um, and there's, there's definitely better Robin. That's what I was going to say. There's definitely better options for Robin, whereas electrocutioner, he's the only yeah, one. Yeah, well, you're going to play electrocutioner. You're going to play electrocutioner. Anarchy. Have we talked about anarchy? No. I don't think they had shown nope. it. Now, this, this one I, I like a little better. It has running shot and a special energy explosion. When Anarchy hits with a ranged combat attack, he may use Smoke Cloud as a free action, but may only place hindering terrain markers in the target square or squares adjacent to the target. So he gets the Energy Explosion, then Smoke Cloud with the running shot, and he has a Perplex and Super Senses too. He gets regular Energy Explosion and Prob Control in the last three clicks. So, you know what though? I actually don't like it that much because I just realized he only has four range. No, if he had long range with the smoke cloud and the energy explosion combo, I would like it a lot. Or if he had multiple bolts. And he also, yeah, yeah, I'm not digging it. I thought, oh, my brain was thinking it had, you know, six, seven standard range. But four range isn't cutting it for this obviously very range-based piece. With a name like Anarchy only doing one bomb at four range, I mean, come on, you could do better than that. Also 70 points. Uh, Barbara Gordon is 55 points. She has Origins of the Oracle trait. She can use Perp. No. 
She can use a Perplex. If she has KO'd an opposing character this game, when she uses Perp, she can count squares and draw lines of fire from any friendly character square. She has a damage power. When she's adjacent to a friendly, give her a free action and immediately use Outwit until your next turn. So she... If she if you can get her to KO somebody, she's gonna have outwit and perplex for fifty five points. Yeah, but, but she, good luck. The, yeah, the the reason the thing that increases her value is perhaps is well, never mind. She's not an alter ego. Yeah. I was thinking she was gonna be an alter ego. She doesn't have an alter ego. There's no bad girl in the set. I will say the one thing I'm liking, and this is a rules thing that they've started doing. Um, they started putting immediately after give them a free action to do something on a lot of abilities in a lot of these new sets. Um, because previously it was like, it just said like, give her, give her free action to use outwit until your next turn. Now it says give her free action to immediately use outwit. So there's like no room for anyone to try to wiggle around that. Like, it's pretty straightforward and I like that. Captain Jim Gordon, 99 points, police, uh, running shot and end cap, six range, one bolt, leadership. He has a trait of capture ability. The first time he releases a captive, choose a friendly character with a lower point value that character can use capture as long as Captain Jim Gordon is on the map. So he's a capture piece, and after he successfully gets one done, you can choose another one of your figures to and give them capture as well. So how many different Jim Gordons do we have with different titles? We have Captain, we have Lieutenant, we have... Yeah, there's Lieutenant Gordon, <laughs> Sergeant Gordon, Jim Gordon, when Commissioner a, Gordon. When do we get a General Gordon that calls in the airplanes and the tanks? He's got an attack power, he picks up late dial... Adjacent friendlies that share a keyword with Jim Gordon can use sidestep. I like that. That's that good. good. Detective Gotham City and Police. So definitely not the best Captain Gordon we have, but he's not too bad for his points. Um, he'd I, be that he may have some some possible uh, combos with capture teams. I'm kind of sad his attack power isn't on his first clicks because I think he'd be a lot more playable with that. Um, I was going to say what I would like about that is it would give you a potential alpha with some police teams where your opponent's like, oh, I'm out of range and everything. He can't get to me to shoot me this turn. Oh, no, everyone adjacent just sidestepped the enhanced ball. For yeah, I agree. That would that would make his value quite a bit higher. So, so far, nothing in this set is really super exciting us. The Penguin. Except the, the Joker and uh, Bane is not too bad either. But... Edward Nigma is 90 points, and this guy's a pretty good option to the I old Edward Nigma. This guy. Stealth, Precision Strike, Mastermind, and Probability Control. When he uses Prob, not on your turn. If the final attack roll is unsuccessful, give the attacker an action token. I love that. Like, I really want to see that more often. He also has traded Outwit. If he's KO'd an opposing character this game, when he uses Outwit, he can also use Perplex, but only to target the same character. So you have a figure that if he can get the kill, has Outwit, Perplex, a special Prob Control on crack, and... Stealth, so he could be hiding stealth and do six range precision strikes. Yeah, I was gonna say that precision strike makes the final hit a little easier on some. I like him. He's He's a perfect Riddler. Yeah, he's He's a good up. He's a good not upgrade, but just a good Uh, newer version of the older. You guess colors. Okay, so he's he's just like the perfect Riddler. I'm just gonna. He sits in the shadows. He fucking masterminds everything. He can prob. He's perfect. The the Arkham Asylum one's good too, and and pretty similar. Uh, Arkham Asylum one zero five Edward Nigma has a same thing in cap on his top dial, 
and uh, or no, this new one starts Precision Strike, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, in cap, outwit, and special defense power, which is enhancement and mastermind. Yeah, but when one. an action token would be given to a character adjacent to Edward, you may instead give it to Edward and roll a d6. If you roll a one, you deal one unavoidable to the adjacent character. The reason he's good is that defense power. There's so many combos. He's a sixty point. You could run him with, with a colossal and yeah. make the colossal not take an action token. This a guy does one thousand point piece. That's another thing. This one doesn't have stealth, and the new one yeah. does too. So, I think Drew's right. So far, this is the best figure in the set for me. Um, he definitely is a great embodiment of the Rid- the Riddler. The old Arkham Asylum one is ju- is very good too. Just kind of yeah. does something different. He he gives you something I, special that this guy doesn't. But this this new Arkham Origins Riddler is my favorite as far yeah, as he's standard, just, perfect embodiment. Yeah, he's just he's really good. Uh, he also picks up in cap on his last two clicks. We're not doing Batman Classic again, Hunter. <laughs> We're gonna move into Copperhead, who we, we already went over. Man. Not a Super really exciting. Expensive. Yeah, calculator, seven clicks, charge and exploit, and a special poison power, regular poison. It, you know, actually, though, looking at the rest of the set, this is this kind is of for the course. This is, well, it's actually a little better, I yeah. think, for its points than some of these other figures we've been going over. Copperhead is. Uh, Deadshot, we liked already. <laughs> he's ridiculous. Yeah, Deadshot's awesome. The fact that he's wild card with a 12 attack that he could potentially give to Batman enemies is just going to be sick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And uh, he has that traded. If he targets a single opposing character with a ranged combat attack, he can use prop. He has that with RCE, so he can put both to damage, hit for five, and have a prop you know for what I'd it. I'd do with him? I'd put him next to that Bane and just shoot RPGs. Copying his attack and just precision strike arc. It's oh, so I didn't weird. think about that. Precision does uh, that Bane have precision strike on his first click? Yes, he has precision strike energy explosion. Then does on a, on his no. second click. Yeah, the second the one. The energy explosion is granted from damage ability. Right. He can yeah he can do the RPG thing, get the energy explosion from that, and then use the precision strike that he already has. So he it would guarantee one damage on every one splash. Yeah, I would pair him up with that dead shot and just sit back and freaking unload down range and then blow up terrain with him. That's so, dead shots are already nuts. We already did yeah, that. Yeah. We told Firefly, him. we also thought was pretty good. He's um, pretty decent. As far as, now that we've seen most of the set, this guy is a little better. Yeah, he's, his as far has as, gone up. Yeah. He, yeah uh, one of the best sculpts I think I've ever seen. He has running shot and uh, attack power. When he hits an opposing character, give that character a burn token. Characters with a burn token cannot use stealth. At the beginning of your next turn, remove the burn token and deal that character one damage. Place a hindering marker in the square that that character occupies. I forgot to mention he ignores hindering himself. So basically he gets rid of stealth for the rest of your team on that character. Uh, he has energy explo- or, uh, energy shield and uh, six range, two bolts with enhancement. So he's a very good range piece. Mm-hmm. He gives He's the total range package. He's good defensively from range. He's good... Uh, attack wise from range and he's enhancing the rest of your range guys so I liked him a lot and me loving the character kind of makes it makes him a little better in my eyes I'm a little biased Shiva's pretty good oh yeah I wasn't expecting a Shiva Shiva's I wasn't either I didn't think she'd be in the game 90 points uh, she can use stealth when she occupies hindering at the beginning of your turn she can use charge and exploit I like that and precision strike at the same time too uh, she has an 11 attack starting out for 90 points, which is pretty good. Batman enemy, 11 attack, you can never go wrong with that, because a lot of the Batman enemies, 10 oh, is the highest yeah. they go on purpose, so that mm-hmm. they can't always be sharing 11s. 
She has reflexes, first three clicks, super senses, last three clicks, and she gets flurry for the mid dial too. So I like her keyword selection. She's got a lot of them. <clears throat> uh, Arkham Asylum, Assassin, Gotham City Underworld, League of Assassins, and Martial Artists. She's definitely going to go up there with kind of the best. She's the best. for ninety points. I'm definitely going to run her on a lot of teams. Killer Croc is not horrible, but we've seen some some good Crocs lately. Miami Vice. This guy's this guy's 105 point. Uh, his basic dial is kind of just standard fare for 105 point bruiser, but his traits are really what make him a lot better. And if you can get theme team and get map with him, he actually turns into a really good piece. I don't think there is a killer croc with Invol, is there? I think this is the first time I've seen. No, he had, yeah, and this guy gets also toughness. gets invincible too. Yeah. This guy has good defense values. He has never below a 17. He has some clicks of 18. He has invul, then invincible, and then three clicks of regen. But like I said, his tray is really what helps him uh, go from solid to pretty good. He, When he occupies water, he can use charge and sidestep. And uh, he also has that hired assassin's trait that the rest of them do yeah, where you get bonus. Bane has too, which we forgot to mention. So he has plasticity, sidestep, and charge with high defense value, so if you can get him... And he, he starts with a stealth stealth also, so... He's a solid 105 uh, tie-up bruiser to yeah. me. I like him, personally. I like Killer Croc a lot, so I'll definitely give this guy a try, but he's not he's nothing exceptional, but for the set, he's pretty solid. Here's what I like about him. Oh no, you outwitted my defense and blasted me for four. On to Invincible. Oh yeah. no, you hit me for four again. On to Regen. And then you just keep regening back to that invincible. Well, if you outwitted his defense and hit him on the forward, go on to regen. But I'm just saying. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Deathstroke's the last one, and we've already talked about Deathstroke. He's nuts. He's. I don't know why the 195 <laughs> point Deathstroke exists because, like I just said, Cap shouldn't be 200. Deathstroke shouldn't be. 200. I have no problem with this. I do. <laughs> he, he is an excellent dial, though. Um, Although I don't know that it's really worth 200 points. I guess it is. The thing is, all these characters that have the hired assassin, they really overcosted that trade. His range feels way too low, honestly. Yeah, this guy's this Deathstroke is a little less range-based, a lot more melee-based than some of the recent ones we've been getting. He has charge and end cap. When he does, he may also deal his printed damage value divided among the targets. So just like that Batman, except that Batman has to do to kill somebody first. This guy just does it outright. Deathstroke don't give two shits. Yeah, he has a, a char- or you can charge exploit for four damage on top click mm. with an eleven that you can calculate it to Batman enemy and share with the rest of your buddies. Nothing like five clicks of RCE. Mid dial, he gets uh, sidestep, energy explosion. Super senses and range combat experts. Oh, and then sorry. the last four clicks, he gets flurry and blades and a special defense power of regen and toughness. When he uses regen, only subtract one from the d6 roll. Four clicks of sidestep RCE, and does yeah he ignores characters too. This de- this Deathstroke just bonkers. Yeah, jury's out on whether he'll be worth his 200-point price tag, but we'll see. I, I expect I expect once the set comes out, we're going to be facing against this guy a lot. Yeah, I think he he'll seems, be a, a If not piece. for the fact that the sculpt... Oh my gosh, the sculpts on the set. Like I've seen some pictures of them. They just look so good. They did such a great job. So highlights of the set. I Honestly, I think the best... If I, if I was going to say who'd be the most competitive piece of these guys, I'm still going to stick with the Edward Nygma. I agree. For yeah. 90 for ninety points, he gives you the most for the for the value, I think. 
Um, as far as big, pricey, but fun pieces, Deathstroke and Deadshot are both excellent. Uh, at least fun. Bane's a little cheaper and also is just pretty good for his points and fun. Uh, the Bane Thugs and the Joker Thugs are, are ones I would suggest picking up. And Shiva is a, Shiva might be my second as far as yeah, good bang for the buck. In higher point games, she's a pretty damn fine secondary. Out of the entire set, I'd say Shiva and Nigma. I would suggest picking up just because I think you'll use them. Yeah. Also, is... they both have good keyword selection. Well, uh, Enigma has only has two, but they're good ones, and mainly Gotham City. He has detective too. How many too. points is David Kane? David Kane's seventy six. So that Shiva could leadership onto David Kane in a assassin um, team. See well, if my he, brain. Ooh, look at that brainium. Seventy six points, David Kane. Yeah, and, and you know Kane. that uh, that SOG Lady Shiva was pretty good. Hold on, before, before oh David Kane gives him. Is leadership. David Kane considered a villain? Yeah, he's a villain. Oh well, I know what team I'm playing. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. So, I like. Uh, I on, as an assassin fan, like I love that keyword, and I've been waiting for some really good assassin characters. Um, they're all pretty overpriced in this set because, as I said, I really think they overcosted the hired assassin trait. Because if you notice, all the pieces that have that are a little. Eh. Yeah. But uh, I I like it. I mean, like sculpts are good. The characters are at least different. Like they have some cool abilities. Um, I I'm not gonna regret buying any of this set. As a whole, it's a set. Now that we've seen all the dials, is it disappointing? Looking forward to um, it. What do you think? Okay, the two best pieces. Arguably, Edward Nigma and Shiva. I mean, you're gonna want the Deathstroke just for fun games, and Deadshot's just ridiculous. Deadshot's not a rare either, is he? He's an uncommon. He's an uncommon. So, two of the best pieces are at uncommon with Deadshot and Nigma. Um, but you're not gonna buy. I, 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 when we first saw this, they were pumping out the really good. We saw Deadshot. We saw Deathstroke. Deathstroke. We were like, if they keep this up, the set's gonna be amazing. Yeah, Batman. And the Joker. Oh, we've, I forgot the Joker. He's really good, too. Yeah, the Joker. Yeah, he's he's a common, too, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, so... He's a... Yeah, common. So, basically, I think that if you buy this, you got a pretty good shot of getting something you want. I gotta say, if you're a Batman fan, it's definitely, like I am, it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little um, bummed out now that I've seen these dials, because... One of the things that I love the the most about clicks is minions, yeah. and I'm not digging yeah. these minions that much. And as a minion player, really, like, I like I generic. Don't see a myself lot. playing any of these. Yeah. My overall verdict, power wise, disappointing. Flavor wise, great. Like that's really what it boils um, down to. Me. And it, it gives you some fun options for your favorite villains too. Like you're not going to get a 200 point death. Uh, Deathstroke, you're damn sure not going to get a 150 point dead shot. Yeah, I, he must be like one of the main like last villains in the yeah, whole I game. Yeah, I think that's what it is. This is related to each they other. They did hype him up. If they made him cost 150, he must have been like one of the last villains in the game. So they wanted to make him you know pricey and really good. But um, I'm a little I, I'm a little bummed out that the that the common guys aren't the, yeah. the thugs aren't any better. But as a whole, it's a pretty solid set, and that Shiva Enigma were big surprises for me when I oh, saw the Shiva the dials. Was a huge surprise to me. The, those are both exceptional dials, I think, for their points. I just feel like if you do prizes like us and you buy Gravity Feed, this is a perfect. Prize and you set. do well, yeah. You'll there's a lot of stuff up here you'll want. Uh, moving on to what we played Wednesday, we did not play at Game Preserve because they did their Fear Self Month Six. Uh, so congratulations to the winners of that. I think TJ was the overall winner, 
and Bob TJ Bob TJ and Jarris were the faction winners that got the null prizes. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, that wraps up Fear Itself for us and GP, GP now. CBU has a few <clears throat> more. CBU has, I think, uh, Thursday, and then two weeks, or the next week after that, they'll do the second one, and they'll be done. So they'll be a little behind. Saturday, we played you guys' as best build teams. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm sorry. Guys. I really don't even want to talk about mine. <laughs> yeah, yours was pretty bad. I had the worst luck of my life. Um, we well, played a... Well, let's go over the build real quick for, for new listeners or, or people who may have missed it. Uh, the build for was 400 points, modern age, like I try to do most of our best builds. And uh, it's kings. And basically, you pick a figure on your team, 99 points or less, to declare as the king. Your king will get... Uh, will be able to use unoutwittable charge, super sh- uh, senses, willpower, and exploit weakness. They are worth double victory points when they're killed, and that's about it. Um, like I said, 400 point modern age. Uh, the teams we chose, I chose uh, Cyclops, Legion, Hope Summers, and Rogue from the all from the Wolverine and the X Men set. That was submitted from BigKR88 from Reddit. Uh, Austin chose Funkenstein PhD from Reddit's team, or from uh, HC Realms teams. Uh, it's a Defender Steam team of Dr. Druid, Common Colossus, uh, Iceman from the team base, and Beast from the team base, with the heroic ATA on two of those. And Drew had one ways kind of grab bag team. Of of Noxio, Super Scroll, the main set Super Scroll from Galactic Guardians, Fast Forces Bizarro, and Fast Forces Alfred Pennyworth. I think the question we all have for Drew after playing that team was, did you taste the rainbow, my friend? I'll yeah. Get into that. All of those <laughs> dials on Drew's team are very, the, those dials jump around big time. Um, I forgot to mention my team was an X-Men themed team. Uh, it, Drew was the overall winner with the Obnoxio team. He did well. He played really well. And uh, I mean, you only lost to a, a Heroes for Hire team was your only loss, so you did pretty well. Almost wanted to. Uh, my team was very fun. I liked it a lot. Uh, first, I had the first round by because we had an odd number of people, so I sat out first. And so that counted as a win. Uh, my next two games were both losses. I landed... I successfully hit four out of 38 rolls. He counted. <laughs> I counted because after me and Austin's game, it took me 11 rolls to get one to hit. It so, was hilarious. So I, oh, it was funny at first. Then it was, it was it almost was suicidally those, depressing. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's so funny, but then it gets really sad. But then it gets so sad, it's funny again. Things. And then it got depressing again when it happened the second. So, I thought he was going to run out in traffic. So me and Austin f- <laughs> played. It took me 11 t- tries. And the funny thing is, I was choosing prob for Legion's power. I was using RCE, putting both into attack. Uh, Legion would choose CCE, put both into attack, and I was still missing. He, like, did, he rolled like a four, I wasn't, like three I wasn't swinging for nines or eights. I was swinging for sevens tops, usually sixes, and still fives. Crit miss, crit miss. I crit missed two of my first four ta- or three attacks. I didn't crit miss any more for the rest of the day, thank the Lord. Uh, but um, it, it was hilarious. It was just so. And it depressing. was vital attacks you crit missed. It was like the one attack that was swung the whole game, 
And then, like, Legion would roll a six and get to pick two standard powers. And then, yeah. set up this big epic And swing. choose prop control and still miss twice. Like, and it was just it, ridiculous. It was great because, like, that one, you hypersonic out to blast Iceman. And you go to hit him. I crit and missed. You mi- no, you missed. Then you propped into a crit miss. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I, I only rolled successfully four out of 38 attacks. And two of which were successfully super sensed. So I only landed two attacks. I never killed a single character the whole day, and I went at one and two. My only win coming from a buy, which counts as a win in a quarter of the build total. It wasn't the dice either, because you threw away one pair of dice, then you used your Fantastic Four, then you used my dice and still missed with them. Yeah, Austin would let me use his (laughs) dice. I'd roll a crit miss, hand them back to Austin, and Austin would hit his attack, and I'm like, this is fucking... (laughs) I'd hit like an eight or a nine. (laughs) But like I said, this was a very fun team. Um, it had good synergy. Oh yeah. The uh, the rogue can choose any of their powers at the beginning for her trait. Legion is the Legion was a blast to play, and I'm definitely gonna play him, and I'll probably try Hope again sometime too. He was honestly horrifying to play against. He was. Very, I didn't know what you were gonna do. He was so fun. I mean, we talk about pieces that have options. He was. He has so many options. Each turn, you're getting a power, and like I said when we first spoiled him. You know, you have to roll, and sometimes you get negatives. But at the least, you can choose prop control and roll. And even if you're taking negative two, you're still getting prop control while you clear your tokens off of them. Yeah. And when he has one token and he needs willpower, you just choose willpower. And even if you roll crappy, at least you're not having to push to do it. Like he. What, what was his range? A uh, seven. So even if you chose like outwit or something, you have a seven range. That's, yeah, that's outwit. what I did yeah. most of the time. Was I was choosing support powers and just using his seven range. Uh, or he has TK as well at the start. So he gets TK and Outwit, I think, and Stealth at the beginning, and then plus the pickup power. And he was a blast. And also, he's given Hope, you know, Outwit, or uh, I was using Hope with Cyclops so that she could get all his powers because Cyclops is the king. Plus, Cyclops has Force Blast and uh, Sidestep already. So it, it was a great synergetic team. I just couldn't roll for shit. Um,. Like I said, I'm definitely going to try Legion again for sure. And Hope was very fun too. The only thing I really hate about Hope is that she has to push onto her uh, yeah, her I didn't power. Like that either. And you know what's hilarious that happened to me in Philbo's game? I pushed Hope onto Click 2 so that she could finally get her powers. Did you crit miss off of it? No, even funnier. She was next to Legion, and Legion picks his power and he rolls his dice. If you roll a 4... He heals all adjacent characters one, no, and, it's, my and God. it's not optional. And not only that, I healed two of Philbo's guys because it doesn't say friendly; it just says oh. adjacent. So I had to heal two of Philbo's guys <laughs> who had pushed. Of course, I didn't hit him onto them. Well, of course not. <laughs> so yeah, so it was pretty bad all around. I think um, in our game, I pushed Doctor Drew to death pretty much. So it was a fun team, though, and uh, it, I'm sorry, big big Kr, that I couldn't do better with it. But it was very fun, and I do suggest... Actually, the, all the pieces are great in yeah. that team. Having having played against it, I want to play some of these pieces. Like I, I saw how they were playing, and I was like, I'm really interested in trying this. I did make one thing... I, I did do something kind of dumb in me and Philbo's game. He had an animal team, and he had Alyosha. And I moved too far up at the beginning because I forgot how, just how good Alyosha is at moving the entire team. Just a little good. So I should have stayed back. I moved. I mean, I didn't go flying across the map, but I moved out a little farther than I normally should have against Alyosha. 
But other than that, I played it pretty safely. I just couldn't hit a dang roll. Um, Austin, you want to talk about your team? Um, my team was pretty was pretty straightforward. It was an interesting team. Um, Beast was the king. Beast already gets combat reflexes, super senses, toughness for most of his dials, his defense ability. And then he gets pick between close combat expert or outwit each turn. Um, and he starts with sidestep. Well, my favorite thing about this team, and you brought it up in our game, it has so much sidestep. Um, both the Beast and the Iceman have it. Um, so I was just sidestepping myself up. Dr. Druid is a great TK early game and turns into a ridiculous pulse wave late game. Mm-hmm. And he has prop too yeah. when he has TK. So what I would do is I'd inch my way forward with the Beast and the Iceman, and then um, I would kind of like bait with the Beast. I would put him to where my opponent thinks they'd be safe from him. Then next turn, sidestep forward, charge. And he also ignores characters in, with that sidestep too. That's what makes him so fun to play. Yeah. And then uh, Iceman, or the other thing with Beast is you can pick CCE and then sidestep up and blast somebody. Um, the Iceman, I kept TKing forward using his special barrier to token everybody. Um, it was a really good team, and I had fun games, but first round was Heroes for Hire, which wrecked me. I, I almost got him. Yeah, it was funny. I thought you were going to pull it out. You had just Colossus against three characters on his team, and you almost pulled out the win. You and then we realized Tito. later he was misplaying the Brother of Voodoo, but... Um, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Drew's going to tell you about it. Um, the second game was against you, which... Or was it our third game? That was second. Second game was against you, um... I basically did a lot of... I slingshot everyone forward with TK and sidestep and stuff and just blasted. Um, I went in swinging. I took out Rogue immediately because I knew she was going to be problematic. Because usually Rogues are hard hitters. Oh, she does... Yeah, she hits for uh, three with super strength. And I put my perplexes on her and was going to hit uh, Colossus for five because he has... Inv- or, yeah, Invincible. I wanted to smack him pretty... Pretty hard because I know that he loses charge because I charge played when he him. Picks up CCE. He does, but I was like, if I can smack him pretty hard, the rest of his team I can neuter down. Then I was going to go after Iceman, which would have been the best. But of course, I think I crit missed with Ro- no. She just missed. Yeah, Colossus. Um, I've played him once before, but like I really got good mileage out of him this game with a t- with a good TK to throw him forward. Um, he was an absolute blast. I mean, like, that is probably one of my favorite 100-point pieces. Like, yeah. he's a solid, straightforward beater. He's got Empower, which is great with that beast. I'd sidestep forward, Empower, and then CCE 1-1 one, one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be, like, a 11 attack and, like, a 5 damage on beast, swinging with exploit from the king ability. I think I... And I talked about him a couple weeks when we did the uh, one... the event at GP where you pick, you take six people, you each face one-on-one, you roll to see who randomly... I played Colossus, and after playing him, and after seeing uh, seeing you play him in, in some rounds yesterday, I really underestimated him when we talked know, about Sealed. I mean, we said he was solid, but yeah. I don't think we realized how good he really is. Ah, uh, solid. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty He's pretty solid. Um... <laughs> Yeah, my third round, uh, my third round went pretty well too. It was overall like I enjoyed the team. I don't know. I felt like something was missing from it, and I can't really put my finger on. I think I needed a perplex. I'm um, having a perplex to adjust some movement values would have been nice. Um, and the average attack value of the team was like a ten instead of like an eleven. Yeah, but you got the prop from Druid. Yeah, at least I had that. Um, it was a fun team. I I played it. I played it well. I just got wrecked. So I'm sorry, Philbo. Who did you lose to the 
Who'd you play last round? Uh, Harry. Harry was playing the soldier team. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually had fun, and I played like a douchebag. Me and Harry both... Me and Harry, when we play against each other, we go full competitive mode. And he picked... Uh, it was almost a D-Day map. It was an altered reality gaming map. Um, and it's got a cliff. So I put Beast and Iceman up on the cliff. I would sidestep them forward. Um, Beast would outwit something, and then Iceman would bury her down. And then Beast would move back... Um, and Iceman would get TK'd back by Druid, and I kept doing that because he was running an enhanced ball soldier team. So I made him come up the cliff and shoot at me. Nice. Um, but he had Cerise under David Kane, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, that Cerise is just... Having played against her like three, four times now, I'm tired of her. Yep, I've yet to play her, but I'm gonna... <laughs> I just got a hold of it, I can't wait to bust it out, man. Yeah, speaking of Chusa power. On a Shi'ar. Or Chusa combat reflexes or energy shield yep. power. Drewster. Tell us about your path to victory with uh, Obnoxio. Path to victory. Oh, my God. All right. So imagine coming into a Heroclix tournament and someone says, you have no idea what you're going to be playing. You, you could be playing the best team. You could be playing the worst team. That's how it was. So whenever you went to push, tactically, it could either go great or it could either go horrible. Oh, you mean on Obnoxio? Or on Bizarro or Super Scroll because oh, yeah. I had no idea what yeah, the hell those guys. The whole team's like that. Okay, so all you had was Alfred. Bizarro's top click is insanely good. It's a twelve running shot, eleven attack, four damage with Invul, with seven range. So it's pretty. It's pretty damn fine. Sounds like it. Um, basically, what I do is I push him off of that, and he goes on to perplex. Bring up Obnoxio's thing, because this guy... I will point out the three clicks I got that entire tournament. Of all the clicks, I got three, and two of them were identical, pretty much. Okay, Obnoxio has a click of... Uh, let's see here. Eight sidestep, ten precision strike, seventeen in per, or invul, and one damage perplex. <laughs> I would roll onto this a lot. And on the other side, he has a pretty much identical click, except he has Plasticity, Precision Strike, Invul, and Perplex. <laughs> so basically, I'd roll a 1, 2, 3, 4, five. I'd roll a 5 every time, and I would get hit, on, I would go on to that. Yeah. The other click I got was, um, it's actually really good, uh, Plasticity, Blades, Claws, Fangs, Super Senses, and shape change. That sounds like a damn good click to me. That is a pretty good click. But I got the one where it was on two damage instead of three, so I had no re reservations on blading all the time. Blades 420 every day. Blades 420 every day. <laughs> um, uh, and when I'd get onto it, uh, Bizarro would be down towards prob by then. Yeah, because Bizarro gets prob. Bizarro doesn't care about your reality. First round, I went up against a uh, pretty much cap and it was just all caps <laughs> oh yeah i saw that team yeah it was uh caps that die and give bonuses yes. with scroll cap would you say he busted a cap in your ass no i Drew busted bust, a cap and Drew it is busted some caps <laughs> bizarro did some work super scroll is insanely he's really good actually uh, you know i haven't actually played him he's, yet i've had him forever he's, i've been against him so many times and you never know what you're getting against that bastard he uh he gets a lot of shape change, and having a shape change roll all the time is pretty damn great. He, his dial is just a mess. <laughs> yeah, it is a mess. He, 
has every power in the book, and uh, he hits pretty hard at the start. I mean, he's got yeah. a couple clicks of four, two clicks of three without wit, so he, he's got a good mixture so, of powers. So what I do is, the event is Kings, right? And Obnoxio, I get, always get on those two clicks with Precision Strike. Bizarro's second click, he gets perp. That click, uh, Obnoxio gets perp. So I perp up Obnoxio's uh, damage and swing and hit him, and they wouldn't get super senses because everyone has super senses in this event. Because of the king powers. Yeah, correct. <clears throat> so Obnoxio wasn't really a threat. But my first game, I he comes out and he's like, okay, who's your king? And I'm like, Obnoxio. So he goes directly after Obnoxio. And then Super Scroll and uh, Bizarro proceed to hit him in the face a couple hundred times. Next game, I'm up against the animal theme team, uh, Philbo's team, that Austin was I'm, playing. I wanted to play against Philbo's team. Like, I, that was yeah. one I was really looking forward to. He, he got... I didn't deserve to win that game. I mean, I played fine, but he just got insanely unlucky. You know what I mean? It happens. By the way, sidestep confirmed for, like, Power super... It's so good. Just sidestepping up, and then, like... RCing or doing anything. It's just amazing. When we talked about our favorite pink powers, I said sidestep is the best. Yes, uh, here we go. The classic Hunter Smith I told you so. But I, I will say, I I kind of underestimated Precision Strike a little bit. Yeah. It's just as good, if not better, than what we thought. It's just... Because you, you read that your powers can't be reduced below one, but you, d- you don't read the evading part. So you're like... The X-Men side just has so many good sidesteppers. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this team was really good. Second round, I went up against the animal team, as I said. And you got insanely on. Third round, I went up against Heroes for Hire, so I'm like, well, I guess this is a meta tournament that I'm playing Obnoxio. <laughs> I almost won. I got a couple got a couple misses that really, you know, I swear the god guy went through, like, eight theme team props somehow, but I ain't gonna go into that. I'm not gonna get messy. Was that English? Uh, that was Drew speak. Yeah. That sounds like a, a native elvish tongue, Drew speak. <laughs> uh, well, you finished two and one. Did, yeah. did better than me and Austin, who both I were don't talk about absolutely it. Oh, the brother voodoo thing. Okay, so with Heroes for Hire, he's just assuming he could mind control twice because of the Heroes for Hire thing. But brother voodoo's mind control is a free action. And it's he can only use it when he uses it. Like yeah. Oh, let's see. When Brother Voodoo has exactly one action token, he can use Mind Control as a free action. He takes no damage from this use of Mind Control, and he and his target may modify or modify their attack values by plus one. Wait, did they didn't change him in the Hero Clicks watch list? Did they? No, I didn't think so. Which is good because he's the one we said we didn't think really needed change. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right, Drew. He can't use Mind Control any other way than when he has one token and using this power. He doesn't yeah. have it, but he doesn't possess it to use with yours or higher or use as a regular So, type. you really can't Mind Control. You're right. Yeah, and that's, what, that's what got me was I got Mind Controlled like three three turns. Or he would free and then power, then power. I just took a swing at it. I, I'm not going to say I knew the, the wording or whatever. I just took... I was like, I'm pretty I'm pretty positive you can't, you know, do that. And he proceeded to read his card for 15 minutes. But, you know... 
No. Uh, so the winner was One Way from HG Realms. Got I'll, your back, One Way. I'll be getting a hold of you and uh, see what kind of tokens you want. Hey, Hunter, um, One Way. that path, The One Way to Victory. Because we won. <laughs> Me and One Way. <laughs> so what's that put the total on for best build? That was our third one? Yeah, I've won two. You've won two. I've won one. I... I, I, oh well, I wonder who here hasn't won it. Of it, you know what the the two the the two that you won, I think were two of my worst yeah. luck days I've ever had yeah. in my life. Those are the only two days in my life I've ever went one and two at tournaments. Was uh, during our best build, so it's not good luck to for us to do. I don't look forward to best build day anymore. We'll say that. Let's I want to figure itself. I don't care about Let's you guys and your measly best build wins. Let's see what happens next. One life send me a serpent, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you can rub it in. Well, well, Hunter, what's it like being me and you have serpents in Nobody's face? rubbing any serpents in anybody's face. This is a straight podcast. <laughs> well, I'm out. Let's get out of this subject and move into some just a tip, which is totally not just as homoerotic. Uh, this one uh, is actually from Ricky. His, his suggestion was to suggest to people not to forget that they can throw objects. Uh, even if they don't have any range, if they have super strength, you can throw a light eight range and, or eight squares, and you can throw a heavy six. And I thought, well, let's do that, and let's go ahead and remind people on top of that that now with the 2013 PAC changes coming for cir- full circle, that's I what we're talking about. Yeah, today. what do you know? What do you know? Uh, with the new PAC changes, don't forget that you can now get energy explosion off of throwing an object. Some, something about a gambit and a gambit being ridiculously broken. So there's the right. gambit who has that. There's also Green Goblin. Who can? A dog GG. I about that when I played him last week. Here's uh, here's a way that Green Goblin is one of the guys who benefited the most from these changes. He has running shot, energy explosion, and super strength. So he can running shot during the move, pick up an object, then throw it with farther range because he only has five range. Gosh, I wish I was he can throw it, do penetrating from it because it's energy explosion and he deals dan- uh, penetrating energy explosion. And uh, do... Penetrating with the objects and they do penetrating with the energy explosion. So he's like, that's like best case scenario. Oh, yeah. Him and Gambit are the two. So don't forget about that. That you can throw objects, lights up to eight squares, heavies up to six squares, unless you have Battle Fury. But that's one thing that people forget about Hulks. Like when a Hulk has an object, you, when you're facing against a Hulk, you never expect him to do a range tech ever. Yeah. And as long as that Hulk doesn't have Battle Fury at the moment. He can be chucking an object at your face. And I'm not going to lie, I have been hit with objects from across the map, and I'm sitting there thinking, damn it, I really wish I would have thought about that. He seems like he'd be good with some sort of ring. Some sort of ring. There's lots of freaking... I can't wait for the Mandarin rings. Oh, that reminds me. A a news uh, item that Austin also found out, uh, rings will be one in four boosters for Iron Man. Yeah, they figured that out at Fort Wayne, supposedly. So it's two point five per brick. I was I was thinking about it earlier. We need to do we need to do a special build event where instead of three objects you can use three relics. And like you can guarantee pick them up or plus one to pick them up or something. Just have a relic event where we can have fun with relics. We'll see, but I'll have to look at the combos because I'm sure there's there's probably some problems. That's that's kind of that's gonna get asking, into sick nasty territory. That's asking there, for it. Uh, so thanks Ricky for the suggestion on just a tip. Moving into the main topic today, this was actually suggested from a listener also. It's from Ray Anderson on uh, the Click subreddit, who's submitted to our dial designs and uh, to our best builds before. He comments a lot, too. Or actually to our best builds, mainly. Um, He's a Dial H fan. He is. uh, He wanted to know, 
now with the 2013 changes, now that we've had them for how long? I mean... Like six months? Yeah, it was before Gen Con. Yeah. So, at least three or four months now. I'd say at least four months. What are our thoughts on the powers now that we've had this long to use them in situations? So what we're going to do is I'm going to go to each one that got changed, first describe how it got changed, and then we'll each do a quick blurb on our thoughts, pro, cons, you know, how do we like it. Now, I will say, when we even when we first went over these, we were very optimistic about all of them. Oh, yeah. Correct. Especially the pink powers. And um, Now we're even more optimistic about them. Correct. Now, Leap Climbs changes. It changed to no longer automatic breakaways, but it gives you plus two to breakaway. Other than that, it didn't change. Yay or nay, uh, This yeah. the thing about Leap Climb, it lost a lot of value when improved movement got introduced. Mm-hmm. Right. So, really, they don't even really print it hardly at all anymore. Yeah. yeah. So that this one's kind of a different um, different topic than the rest of them are going to be. Personally, I like it. I, I like the no auto breakaway. I'm kind of happy because it seems like one thing they did. Well, I guess improved movement adding characters kind of negates that. But I was going to say they seem to have been cutting down the auto breakaways outside of ignore characters. Yeah. Um, but I, I it's kind of weird to say this. I almost foresee leap climb being removed in the future years and something else taking the orange slot for movement. So uh, it'll I doubt it'll ever 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 be removed just because Oh, then it'd be too many problems with old figures. Yeah, there's so many old figures that have leap climb. I mean Yeah. I don't think they'll ever get rid of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they basically stop printing it just or because they the now have it. yeah, just because they now have improved uh, movement. Uh, mind control was one that got a huge change. Uh, one of the better beneficial powers now. Uh, it got changed to no longer a power action. It's now a ranged combat action or close combat action, which means it can be used in conjunction with running shot and charge. I'm running at you to punch you and mind control you. It also got changed to taking a maximum of one click of damage from it, and the damage is on 150 points or more instead of 100 points. And also, it got changed for when you multiply target people. If you target two characters, opposing characters with mind control, after you finish the mind control on the first one, after they do their action, they become friendly back to your opponent, so then your second guy can hit them. A problem with old mind control was they both had to stay on your your team till the end of turn, so therefore they couldn't hit each other. Yeah. So mind control got huge buffs, and... I'm almost hesitant to say they made it too good. I, I, yeah. I think the problem is free mind controls got too good. Yeah. Um, I think power action mind control is fair like this. Um, Brother Voodoo and some other characters that have special mind controls can abuse the living crap out of this buff. Um, I'm happy with the change overall because there's a lot of characters that have mind control on their dials that I hated it. I was like, I don't want mind control. I'm never going to use it. And even now, I sometimes get that feeling. Um, But now there's also opportunities like Omen and some other characters that ridiculously got buffed by this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you said, Brother Voodoo. I think Brother Voodoo and Omen are two of the big ones. Yeah. Um, They almost made it too good. I don't want to say it's not so good that it needs nerfed. And like you said, it's mainly the main offenders were pre- to 2013. Big mind control they, they came out Spider-Man and before, so they were pre the PAC changes. I think the biggest thing with Brother Voodoo is probably the fact he doesn't have to take damage from it. 
Well, um, that's definitely. Yeah. Um, so anyone printed Well, does his trait kinda... state he doesn't yes. take damage? Yeah. Okay, so he didn't really get a buff from the mind control thing, did he? Um, uh, other than the fact that um, he can do the multiple, tar- multiple target thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, and wait, could mind control be a close combat attack before? No. No. So it no, was it, only range. No, it could be a close combat attack. Okay. It, you could. It was. It was a power action. So really, he didn't get buffed by this. That's true. He didn't really get buffed that much. He's uh, just one of the better mind controller. He's periods. just broken. <laughs> but he was printed before these changes. Uh, he's not yeah. broken. Uh, he's not. He really isn't. The yeah, only that's thing. That's true. He didn't benefit that much from it. Omen, however, did. Omen's. Omen's broken. <laughs> Omen did because A, she has two bolts, so the two bolt thing helps her a lot. And uh, B, she doesn't have to take as much damage from it anymore because she yeah. didn't have the claws that said you don't take yeah. damage from it. Uh, so, my control, extremely buffed, very good now, fun, fun to use, always been fun to use. I mean, Professor X actually is useful with it now. Like, I didn't want to use it before on him, but now it's So, about- almost too good. Kind of in the sweet spot it now. Yeah. I think they should kind of increase its value a little bit now when they figure out point costs on I, figures. I agree. I think that's good. They enough. need to remember to take that into yeah. account. Plasticity got changed a lot too. I love the new plasticity. It now stops movement automatically when pieces move next to you. Um, now you'll still get to do a running shot or a charge because they are a move and then an attack. However, this completely really hurts hypersonic characters because hypersonic is an attack that happens during the move. So since this makes you immediately injure movement, you do not get any attack uh, if you haven't done it by the time you go adjacent to somebody with plasticity. It also uh, got buffed mainly due to other powers getting worse. Yeah, It got buffed because Leap Climb and Hypersonic got now have to break away, and now they have to deal with that. You're minus two to break away. Yeah. So plasticity got buffed a lot. Definitely, uh, I love it because there was a lot of pieces that, when you, I mean, plasticity was almost worthless. It pulled the. It was kind of like mind control to me, where if I saw it on a dial, I wasn't happy that I had it. I want to say even worse though than mind yeah. control. Yeah. Um, now that it stops hypersonic, and it, the hypersonic thing is the big one. I love it because plasticity characters and lockup characters like that have a defined role on your team now. You can use them and position them in such a way that your opponent has to arc around them to get around. Yep. And it really it brings and harkens back to placement. I really like the fact that it emphasizes good placement. Um, it's chess-like. Force Blast got changed to now all attacks that you uh, that deal damage you may choose knockback. Now, I haven't actually gotten to use Force Blast a lot since that got changed, but... It's always going to be very useful to have the option of choosing knockback whenever you yes, want. Yes, sir. Um, My biggest issue with it, honestly, and I'm still on the side that Force Blast is pretty worthless right now if you have it for your movement slot. Yeah. Um, even though it is an option, too many characters have charge or combat reflexes. And that, to make it worth it, I think it really shouldn't be ignored. Well, also because we just came off of Fear, Fear itself, itself, where itself. everything has charge... Literally, so everything. we'll see. You know, the ver- the jury's still mm-hmm. out a little bit. I it's definitely a good thing. I mean, force oh, yeah. blast, maybe even maybe even more so than plasticity was the power that if I had it, I like did not give a shit. Yeah, I would never use it. Yeah, barring some kind of crazy, we're on top of a, a, a <laughs> elevated and I can't hurt him and have to make him fall and 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it was too. It was way too niche. Yeah, it got buffed. I think they could go a little farther. Um, either remove the knockback clause from charge and leave it on combat reflexes, or vice versa, or make it where it completely just igno- it can't be ignored. Well, another one good thing about it is uh, energy explosion got buffed, and it can now work in conjunction with energy explosion, so it'll be separating your guys from each other. Yeah. I guess. I, I feel like it got better than what we give it credit for just because we haven't gotten to use it a whole lot yet. Well, I'm going to try to incorporate it here coming up. We're going to see a lot of it in IIM, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think we'll see probably some special force blasts. And, you know, Iron Man is a figure that it benefits a lot because he has a lot of range and he needs to stay at range, and force blast is going to help him stay at range yeah. because not only is he hitting you from eight away... He's knocking you back three more squares to make it even harder for you to move in on him. I feel like uh, I feel like force blast is probably best used as a free action right now. Yeah, yeah. I still much... would not use it as a as a power action. Oh, yeah. bar yeah. The fact it's a bizarre. locked dice roll. I feel like with I the times I've gotten to use it recently, I used it M um, ten Iron Man gets it on a few clicks. You know what it should have a minimum of like two. Yeah, it, yeah. it needs a minimum of two or three. If you're going to use it as a power action, because like we're saying, the power action version is just weak sauce. I mean, I'm, you're never I'm fine with it. the free action version. I feel like it's hard to balance though, because if you make it, as I said earlier, when I said ignores everything, if it did that, it'd be too good. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Or you could make the power version ignore ignores everything. Charge and then maybe I might use it in reflexes. I don't know. I don't it's... know how they could word that. Which they they could figure out how to word it to make it work like that, but. I think it's I think it's better than we're giving it credit for. I think we just haven't used it enough. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll probably come back and talk about it at a later date. One good thing about it is it's an optional thing, so we'll see. Sidestep got introduced. We just talked about it. We love it, especially on figures like that beast where you ignore characters. Yeah. So you can hop around even when you have to clear this turn. You can hop around and tie up guys that that you need to be tying up. I think the best thing about sidestep is that the two value is locked. Exactly. So yeah, if no. you're carrying somebody, you still get to move full two. If you're yeah. moving out of hindering, you still get to move the if full two. If you're an ignore characters flyer, it's ridiculous because you carry, you don't have to worry about breakaway. And even if you don't ignore characters, 50-50 chance to break away automatically for Cyclops or a ranged character or something like that. that that's exactly you what used I it was, on me. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Every time I've used it, it's just so good just the fact of getting a free chance at breakaway. I mean, what's it going to hurt? You know what would be dice? sick, nasty, sidestepping a free action force blast? <laughs> yes, some sort of Cyclops that has that maybe that I be an AVX. <laughs> anyway. I, a sidestep overall, I mean, once again, it harkens back to placement. I like the fact it plays well with poison. It plays well with interest. At wit is one that I haven't anticipated that I've gotten to use a lot with it. Where you set yourself up and you have an outwitter and your opponent's like, oh, I'm safe if I move here. Oh, no, I'm going to sidestep two forward and outwit you, then proceed to charge I, you. I think, back to Force Blast, I think its value will go up with improved targeting. Force Blast? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because you can, knock can people, see that. you can knock people out of hindering, like Batman teams. Yeah. And then your ranged can swarm on them. Yeah, true. Um, I want to see a reverse Force Blast. Um, I want to see a character I, that pulls Like a vacuum? Too. Like a character that when they shoot someone, they pull them to them. Sky's like Graviton? Great. This guy's great. Graviton. This guy's lost his brain. Graviton or Magneto could do that? WizKids restrain him. Send him to the jail. The um, dungeon. The dungeon where the old playtesters are. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know it'd be good a reverse force by Dungeon. The sidestep overall has been it's been a really fun one actually, and the more I'm getting to use it, the more I'm loving it. And it beefs powers that are power action powers like RCE, mm, CCE, RCE. Um, it buffs barrier even. Barrier is a fun one with it now because you technically get plus two range on your barriers now. Pulse wave too. Like oh, if you need just a slight adjustment to line up your, you know, you don't have to have running shot anymore. It's basically it's a good way of them putting a, a sprinkling of moving attack on a piece without adding a shit ton of points to its cost. And see, you know and, what I mean? Yeah, the reason I like it, though, is it's really flavorful on the characters they're putting on. They're putting it on Wolverines, on Beasts. Um, Beast would be a good character, is a great character with that, I think. Mm-hmm. Because he's not, like, Hulk-style, charging straight in, head first. He's kind of, like, hopping his way into the fight. And it, it's nice to see that, and I really like that. Next up is a big one, Hypersonic Speed. It no longer automatically breaks away, but it does give you a plus two to breakaway roll. So... Huh. Do you hear the angels singing out about hypersonic getting nerfed? I have, I have myself and also had a lot of opponents still somehow manage to roll a one on their breakaway on hypersonic. Yeah, I did it twice against Scott. But uh, there was one time uh, I had it was during the Street Fighter game against Phil. I had Vega who popped onto it all of a sudden, and I failed three uh, three in a row. And I was like, well, I'm not even trying anymore. <laughs> Just, but um, that's yeah the. That in and of itself, it doesn't hinder it a whole lot, but it's that in conjunction with plasticity yeah. really hurt hypersonic this 2013 PAC. And that's a great thing because there are some some hypersonic pieces that were really dominating and really big problem pieces. Well, see, like, before it was like, if a piece has hypersonic, it's almost strictly better than charge besides the fact it's an attack instead of an action. Yeah. Like, it was almost a go-to ability. Like, if you could pick it on a gauntlet, you'd pick hypersonic over charge or something like that. Um, now, charge and running. I still would pick hypersonic over charge. Well, it would depend although, on the situation. Yeah, because you can't use actions with hypersonic. Yeah. So, yeah, if you needed but, the exploit or whatever, then you you wouldn't choose. Yeah, and it's just like overall there's there's more options available. I feel like they reined in hypersonic enough to where it's still useful. It's still really good, but it's not broken. Like, I hate... Hypersonic is one of the least fun abilities when you don't have a way to handle it. And I think the plasticity changes were a big part that make it a lot more capable. The fact if they run in and stop, now they have to break away is huge. Yep. Um, Even just that slight 18% risk, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, is um, enough to sometimes make them not risk it and just deal with your tie-up piece. And a little bit on that note, um, particularly for Centroid, who is a multi-attack piece, he can't double hypersonic now. He mm-hmm. got hit really hard by these changes. I don't know if multi-attack something we're going to talk about later. Um, no, that's a good. That's a good. I forgot that multi attack. Uh, even though it's not a power, it did get changed. So we'll go over that too. Uh, after this is energy explosion, which is the, probably yeah, the, we, the biggest beneficiary. It's the big winner. Uh, energy explosion got some big changes. Energy explosion used to work. Uh, each character adjacent to someone who was hit with energy explosion would take one. Uh, one damage for each person adjacent to him. So there were sometimes, if you had somebody who had three targets, like a green arrow, you could line it up where um, everybody would have to take the three. But it was kind of, it's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Now Energy Explosion basically um, it is way easier to do that. However, you do have to be slightly more careful about who you select for your targets. Uh, the reason being... Now, energy explosion, the 
the AOE effect only kicks in on people that you did not target. So if you try to hit somebody uh, with energy explosion and you miss, and you hit the person next to him, you can't make the person you targeted take this the knockback. So you kind of have to be really picky in your situation. Yeah. And if you have, if, if you're only facing two characters side by side, uh, you want to just pick the cheaper, the easier to hit guy and just target him because if you target them both and miss one. They're not taking any damage at all. So um, I feel like the one thing is this: the energy explosion changes really changed, and they were kind of a counter to heavy carry teams. Yeah. The teams that had Green Lantern core members and stuff like that would carry eight characters at once or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's horrifying to do that. I mean, like our frequent listener and buddy Ricky, he used to play that freaking uh, Void all the time, and now he's afraid to because it's one big energy explosion could wipe out his whole team. And we've seen it. Um, if you roll doubles with an energy explosion on a rim or something, you can blow a whole team off a cliff. Or if you have Force Blast already yeah. from a power. Like I'm a, really wanting a good Iron Man with Force Blast energy explosion in the IF set. I'm sure there already is one that has Force Blast and energy explosion. Um, so, energy explosion, biggest beneficiary. Now the splash damage is dealt to... Uh, dealt to any untargeted characters and it's dealt based on how many bolts are possessed on your dial so it's one damage for each bolt that's on there so if you can get a two or three bolt character you're dealing just tons of damage or some sort of four bolt character another good thing is that it can kick in on any close any range combat action so now you can psychic blast and then cause energy explosion afterwards. You can pulse wave and then cause and energy that, explosion the afterwards. And penetrating from the psychic blast does transfer to the splash damage. It, it's part of the ruling for it. And then, uh, what was the other one I was going to say? Um, Force blast, penetrating, uh, precision uh, Throwing strike. objects. Precision strike works for the two, which is nice. Right. And uh, one thing to note, though, that a lot of people mess up is range combat uh, expert. expert does not trigger energy explosion. And that's because range combat expert is use a power action to make a range combat attack, so there's never a range combat action coming into play there at all. It's just a regular attack. Uh, next up is Quake. It only got a small change. It now always knocks back hit characters too. That's regardless whether they take damage and it's regardless of whether they only take one damage, they still have to knock back two squares. And that also means though, even if you crit, you'll never knock back three. Right. Um... Good, solid change. I like it overall. Yeah, because you're never going to... I hate to say it. You're really not using Quake outside of like steel energy situations um, for the damage. Depending, using, it depends on how expensive the piece it is. I mean, if it's a 50-point piece with Quake, I'm going to use it a lot. Oh, true. If it's a big, beefy piece who already can hit for four, then no, I'm not going to use it yeah. that much. Um, uh, I kind of wish Quake ignored knockback. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's one of those, it's kind of like the Force Blast. Now that, re- yeah, you're right. Now the reflexes got changed to not knockback at all. It just, it, it really hurts knockback figures, like it powers like like Force Blast and Quake. Uh, super Strength changed a little bit. It no longer gives you an automatic plus two to damage when you try to destroy walls or blocking terrain or objects. Uh, you can, however, now pick up or put down an object every time you make a movement, so that's a very slight... It added some fun options with some old relics like the lanterns, though. Yeah, it... 
putting down an object really doesn't change the, I don't want to say use the term day-to-day, but, you know, like the average game, yeah. it's not going to affect at all. In fact, I don't think I've even seen anybody in a game that I've played with put down an object. However, there's tons of situations I can think of, brainstorm, that it would be yeah. useful. I've only done it once, and I had a character that had super strength and calculator, and I copied Batman Ally off somebody, and I put my object down to put myself in stealth. Um... Because it kind of shifted the line of sight a bit, but yeah, you're right. It's it's not an average day to day thing. Um, I think it's a good option. Though. Yeah, um, the uh, it's it's another surprise factor thing. Like your opponents don't see it coming when you do it. Um, the removal of the plus two to damaging walls, kind of a flavor hit. I don't know why but it wasn't necessary. I feel yeah, like that's it what I was just, gonna say. I feel like it should still be there. I feel like it should just say this character can destroy walls, or something like that, without regardless of damage. NCAP got a slight buff, and honestly, I I think this is how NCAP should have always been. NCAP's change is now if the target already has two tokens before you do the NCAP and you hit them, they have to take one penetrating. Whereas it used to be if they had willpower in DOM and they already had two tokens, it, there was no point. it, wouldn't, do any, it wouldn't do anything. I kind of wish some other powers would pick up on... That, that aspect. I'm hoping future powers do. I don't because I know what you're saying, powers that give tokens and stuff, yeah. but it, then it kind of takes the special factor away from end cap, yeah. and it makes those powers that are already super good, like that Iceman thing. Like oh, it, yeah, true. It, it makes that go from excellent to game-breaking. Um, smoke Cloud got a big buff. Yeah, oh, I love great. the Smoke Cloud. It no longer is only four squares, it's on, it is now six squares of hindering terrain. Not only that, characters that are occupying your smoke cloud that cannot see through stealth like your Superman ally or ignore improved targeting, ignores hindering, or something like that, or possess or able to use smoke cloud themselves, take negative one to attack. It's so damn useful. It is, especially if you're R1. <laughs> I do feel like there is one thing to note with the smoke cloud change, though. Um, the fact that it got buffed, it also got kind of nerfed in regards to improved movement and improved targeting now existing. Um, so it isn't... It's still good, and I'm, I still use it a lot. That's actually. very good. Um, overall, I think the movement aspect of it got nerfed by so much improved movement, but the negative one attack aspect I've gotten to use the crap out of. Honestly, it's one of the powers that got changed to where we were saying... It was one that you would have never used hardly when you had it, and now you actually use it a decent amount. The only time I really ever used Smoke Cloud before the change was if I was running a solid, like, all-Batman enemy team, and I was running, like, a cheap Robin who had Smoke Cloud. Like, yeah. I would I would waste an action on him to stealth the rest of my team. Now it's, like, just that negative one attack on, like, four or five of their pieces is so worth it. Well, shifting like a... It's like a mega perplex, you know? Yeah, Yeah. the rule we've talked about before where, like, I try to perk to where I have to roll a five because a five is almost a guaranteed attack, pretty much. Um, Shifting an opponent from a five to a six is a pretty big swing in your favor. Shifting them from a six to a seven is pretty big. A seven to an eight on some figures, that negative one attack is enough to heavily sway your luck in your favor. And on a whole horde of people is ridiculous. The next is Precision Strike, who got who was a brand new power. It cannot be evaded, which means Super Senses or any other special power that reads that someone can evade an attack uh, will not get to dodge it with Precision Strike. They do still get Shape Change, however, because it's not technically an invasion. 
in evasion, the attack, the attack hasn't even happened yet. I don't know. There's an evasion of precision strike on all these dice. <laughs> it also cannot be uh, reduced, reduced below, below one damage. So even if you're hitting someone with impervious, they're still going to have to take one damage. So if you can get a piece, especially a piece that has multiple targets in precision strike, or energy and you can, explosion precision, strike. yeah, you can ping one, two, three guys and make them all take one, even if they all have reducers, which is excellent. Uh, another thing I love about precision strike is just the fact that the way that they worded it, it works with basically every power. Yeah, you know, and I like yeah. I like the fact that that was a lot of the shifts in this. They shifted a lot of powers like energy explosion, precision strike, and force blast. To trigger on shot. Um, they had too many of them that were like you had to choose between them. And although it's cool to have options and all, it made them unviable at times. Yeah. Um, having them auto-trigger, not only does it add synergy, it adds cool flavor, cool abilities. Um, it just makes the game more easy to play. Like, oh, I'm going to shoot you, I have precision strike. As opposed to, I give my character a power action to use precision strike. Um, and it, it's fun. I, Precision Strike's great. And as I said when they previewed it, um, characters that have guns that were formerly getting penetrating Psychic Blast now get Precision Strike. Especially ones that didn't really deserve it. Yeah. I mean, there were so many figures with Psychic Blast that you're like, that doesn't really make that much sense. I, you know what I mean? I feel like the reason I like Precision Strike is, I don't want to say it's a nerfed Psychic Blast, but it's it's useful in its own ways. But at the same time... It has pros and cons that yeah. Psychic Blast yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So like if I have a Red Hood that has Precision Strike, which I'm sure we'll get one down the line at some point, um, him having Psychic Blast is weird. Like him just ignoring all armor. Right. However, him taking some pot shots at a freaking Doomsday with Imperv or something makes a lot more sense to me. Where it's just slowly whittling him down a little bit. Um, overall, just great, great power choice. I'm very happy with it. Uh, and honestly, it's something that kind of needed to happen. We needed a super sense. We nerf. needed more ways around um, impervious without outright getting rid of it. Yeah, because that's one thing, especially new players always bitch about. They hate it. You know, oh, they yeah, hate I, impervious. Yeah. Um, it, Precision they, strike allows you to slightly get around it without making you know defensive powers totally work. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like my brothers complain about a lot with hero clicks. They don't like how swingy defensive powers are. If you ignore them completely, they're worthless. Um, but at the same time, they're really, really powerful. You need something like can't be reduced below one. Um, stuff like that. It kind of evens it out and makes it less, I one-shot your big person, or I can't hurt your big person. Next up is combat reflexes. Combat reflexes now does not get... Not, it used to only... Uh, it would still be knocked back. However, it would not have to take knockback damage. Now it, it's just like charge. It completely ignores knockback. And like we said, it, that makes it even harder now to, to use powers like Force Blast and Quake and actually knock people back. Um, it also got it lost its claws that used to let it... Uh, it used to be if you had reflexes and you got hit, you could optionally choose to be knocked back, which was useful in certain situations. Um, if you needed to, if you wanted to get back away from their primary target, make them have to chase you down again, or if they didn't have move and attack and they're hit, they're meleeing you, then go ahead and choose to get knocked yeah. back. I uh, I feel like <coughs> once again on the force plus thing, I feel like combat reflexes shouldn't ignore knockback 
I feel like instead it should get some other secondary mechanic related to moving around or something while fighting. Um, so, like, if you're hit with a melee attack, you can move one square still adjacent to the enemy or something like mm, that. I like that. So, like, you're, like, rolling around them and swinging. Um, and characters like Iron Fist that ignore characters on movement and stuff like that. Like, even if it was just, like, one square movement when you get hit in a melee attack. Like, there's there's potential and there's fun tricks with it. Um, I, I like combat reflexes as is minus the knockback thing is pretty much my stance on it. Yeah. I like I really did like the optional knockback though. I, I did like too. I like having options. I like yeah. even powers that are situational. I like having options at all times. Um Invincible was a brand new power that got added. It's a it's a pretty confusing power especially when you first look at it as far as figuring out how much damage you have to take but once you get used to it and you kind of learn the formula it's not too bad it was the power i thought would be the most powerful out of all of these and honestly i think it's a little weaker than i was expecting but it's still really good see i, I that was what i was saying i thought everybody was kind of overhyping it a little bit just yeah. the fact that you can hit it for two and make it take one because really what happened now keeps is it in check it disincentivizes hitting that character as opposed to um protecting them from damage like, if I have a six damage attack, and I can hit your big beefer for three, or I could turn to the left and smack and one-shot one of your weaker characters, sometimes I'm going to take that weaker character out just to not waste that object I'm swinging with. Um, and there's a lot of situations like that now. Um, it's still really good. I love the flavor of it. I love the fact penetrating side blast doesn't go through it. Um, it's... It, once again, it's less swingy. Um, it's not, I have no defense ability. It's, I'm going to take one blast for a big thing, get in, and just beat down somebody. Yeah. I like it, too. I think it was a good addition. It's pretty great. Um, mainly the fact that it it doesn't get psychic blasting, exploit weakness, don't cut through it. So, uh, and, and it makes your opponent think about... Like you said, it, it does. There have been times where I've like like that. Like Colossus. I, I, yeah, <laughs> when I had Rogue on Colossus, I was like, you know, I could pretty much take Iceman out right now, or I could knock this Colossus down. Who, if I don't hit him off of his starting values, is gonna just eat my team for death. My favorite thing is the look on an opponent's face, though, when they try to pick you off for two damage off your Invincible, and you click to Invincible again. They're like, ah. Like the Colossus does, he's got two clicks of it in a row. <laughs> Range combat expert and close combat expert both got the same change, so we're going to put them together. This might be my favorite change. I think it is it, my favorite. It really should have been like this the whole time, yeah. honestly. It used to be it would allow you to get plus two damage when you made either a ranged combat attack or a close combat attack, respectively. Now it gives you the option of putting plus two to attack, plus two to damage, or doing one to each. And this is something, like I said, should have been there the whole time. It's kind of a no-brainer, in my opinion. And it's so nice to have that. It and it better represents the power, yeah. too, it, flavorfully. And that's what I was going to say, is it's kind of cool, because I can foresee a future piece, maybe, that gets to choose three to distribute or something like that. Like, there's so many potential options for special abilities with it now. See, in my head, when I think of, like, if I try to think of it flavorfully... And use my imagination when I think of somebody who has range combat expert like a Deathstroke. Yeah, I think of him picking the right tool for the situation because he's an expert. If he needs to hit harder, he'll choose the sniper rifle, do the plus two damage. If he needs a better yeah. chance of hitting, he'll choose an SMG, take the plus two attack, get more bullets, and a better chance of hitting. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, or, yeah. or but something like that. 
Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I pr- picture that in my head, is having the options being an es- expert and yeah. having that it's instead like, of just hitting harder. I don't see CCE on, like, a Hulk or even Colossus to a point. I, I prefer it on, like, an Iron Fist or something because it's more flavorful there. It's like, is he going to use, like, a light punch that's going to guarantee hit an opponent in a weak spot? Right. Or is he going to completely uppercut him and go for broke? I love the flavor for it now, and it's so... God, it made so many pieces good that were mediocre before. Um, that Iron Fist benefited so much from it. It was already a good piece. Um, and then, like, there's so many figures that, like, had wasted slots for it, I felt like. Mm-hmm. I never. There were times, like, I never really wanted to use it. Because, like, if I had a running shot, I'd rather position myself somewhere good and take a shot for two less damage sometimes over guaranteed two damage but then I'm going to get socked by somebody next turn. The biggest the biggest thing about it is that it shows up on a lot of pieces with nine attack or eight attack where you're probably going to be going up against yeah. something that has a, you need a six or seven. So why not just go one and one guarantee you'll probably hit that mm-hmm. and instead of you know well, like we said, it just gives you more options. Yeah, and yeah. options are always what you want in here. And I think one one is probably the most common choice for me. Oh, like, honestly, I think I go one one. I usually go plus two at attack. Honestly, yeah. Um, overall, like it's just been it's been my favorite well, change. We've been playing a lot of fear itself lately, so I've been going uh, the plus two damage. <laughs> um, next up is kind of some powers that actually nerfed a lot of figures, but in a good way. And that is Outwit, Prob Control, and Perplex. We're going to put them all in the same slot, too, because now the minimum range on them is no longer 10. The minimum range is... And you know, it sounds funny even saying that now that that we've played it for so long. I think back, I was like, we had 10 range. 10 range? Was it really that? Uh, Minimum range on those powers is now 6, or your current uh, range value if your range value is higher than 6. So it really adds more value on some high range pieces. And it doesn't give a 30 point piece that has prob control prob from it, it just keeps them in check. Yep. I mean, like Holiday Killer, one of my favorite pieces. Yeah, ever. but he's still got a pretty nasty range. He does, but it's just like you have little 35 point pieces like that yeah. outwitting from across the map. It's bullshit. <laughs> in itself. <laughs> The thing I like is this didn't touch the expensive pieces. It touched the little ones. Yeah. So, like, the Doctor Stranges of the Thanos... It touched the little ones. I knew someone was going to comment. The Doctor Stranges of the Thanos that have the 10s and the 12s, they can outwit and prob from across the map now still. But that makes sense for those characters. It didn't make sense for, like, a hooker to be perplexing from halfway across the... the, I don't know what you're talking about. Tony Stark gets around... Well, no. When I see hookers from across the street, I'm pretty perplexed. I'm pretty interested in what's going on. Um, that was baby on I, I, I think that's one of them that went. That's one of the ones that changed how the game played fundamentally on a really high level. Like out of all these changes, if you ask me, which one really changed how we played Hero Clicks? I think that one kind of affected a lot of stuff. And it, I, I, that's a good point. And the reason I. I think it is that way is because of the fact of how many pieces have outwit problem. Yeah. I mean, that's those that's three different powers, and they're three decently common powers. It made the game better, in my opinion. It did. I, I, I completely agree. It, in fact, no, this was the best change out of all of there's them. There's no way you can't sit there and say that 
I missed ten range. Every time I think back to it, I laugh. I I know, that's what I was saying. How did you guys play like this? As I was reading it, I was like, I can't believe we had ten range out and ten range prop. Such bullshit. (laughs) Uh, Next up is Empower, which was also a brand new uh, power. And... I don't know why it, this wasn't a power before. Yeah, it, it's a very welcome addition. And like you said, it also is fun to use with minions. When you can get some cheap guys who give him power and buff each other, it, it really is nice. And power gives you plus one damage to adjacent friendlies when they make a close combat attack. So the same thing as enhancement, but from close combat. Yeah, I mean, like, I love it on my minions. Um, it beefs a lot of crappy minions, honestly. Because you take, like, one or two empower people... And you have an army of like two damage minions that can't get through that reducer, or that character that has like one click of invul on their top dollar or something like that, and all of a sudden they're able to sit there and swing through it. It really just adds a lot to it. And it's the other thing is this is a power they needed on a lot of characters. There were a lot of characters that didn't have a damage ability option, like your Captain Americas or your Colossus or your Rogue, that this actually kind of fits on a little bit. That they're leading the charge and they're they're helping all the allies get in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a great power. I love it. (coughs) Two uh, rule changes that we want to note that got changed in the PC as well. Awesome brought up multi-attack. Multi-attack, you can now no longer use the same uh, action for each of your two actions when you use multi-attack. Sadly, this hurt one of my favorite, probably (laughs) my favorite Colossal uh, Master Mold. Now you can no longer produce two sentinels on the same turn. You'd have to do a, some other action then produce a sentinel. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it it nerfed some figures that needed a little Centroid, nerfing. Centroid and Centroid. Galactus, Sentry Void, um, Zirin, the faggot. I don't know. Does Avengers Prime have? Uh, no. No, I, I don't think they, so. They have a special... Double power action. They have that special F everything up power. Uh, okay. See the thing the thing about multi attack that was so ridiculous. Yeah, Zirin. That's the other guy I was thinking of. They would just pin side, pin side. Now I when I played against a Galactus last time. Any monitor had it. When I played against a Galactus last time, I noticed he had to he took the move option. Like formerly people wouldn't even think about that. Like they'd be like, I'm gonna double blast two big characters. Um, Paul was playing that Galactus. He super blasted one character and decided to take the second one as a phasing teleport away to try to position himself better for when I came at him. Um, formerly, that wasn't really something you'd think about. You'd be like, I'm going to just nail these two characters, and that's all these colossal battles would go down with, would be six damage, six damage, six damage, six damage, turn after turn. Now there's more options to it. And with Centroid, the, the no double pulse wave and no double hypersonic was huge. Like that figure I played against a few weeks ago, and it just wasn't near as good as it It's still really good, but it's nowhere near as good as it was. Another thing that got changed... Uh, well, it didn't really get changed. They just specified it because it was kind of a, a debate that's been going on for a long time in clicks. Is They specified that you check for powers that ignore knockback before the damage is actually taken. So now before you take the clicks of damage, you check to see if they have charge or reflexes. And if they do then they do not get knocked back. Yeah, it's because damage is now designated as knockback damage. So before the damage is even dealt. Yeah. And it, that was kind of a an age-old debate. And I'm really glad they clarified that. That was never clarified. So lots overall, again, very happy with the 2013 PAC changes. There's none that I can say I hate. I, I Honestly, I can't. There's none of these on here. The majority of them I love. They're all good? 
uh, especially Outwit, Prob, Perp, uh, oh my Range Combat and Close Combat Expert, and uh, Energy Explosion were all my kind of my favorite ones. I mean, and I hope that every, like, I'd say two years, they go through and do little tweaks to powers like this. I, would even, I wouldn't want it I every year. I would be fine with it yearly. It would be a lot to take in. As, it's that's too it, much for adding people to the game, in my opinion. That's true. I would say two or three years. I would like to see... Uh, even though they're running out of colors, I kind of want to see some more powers, too. Like, I, I we've talked about it b- before, like, on the way to dugout and stuff like that. I'd like to see a draw a line of fire to somewhere and lo- shoot down a line and stuff like that. Um, I think there could be some cool stuff with that. Moving into community, uh, a quick quick uh, message to our winners for Dial Design and Best Build in October. I, I just got your poker chips done. And they will be mailed out Friday morning, so it's gonna be it's it's gonna be about two weeks before you get them in the mail. But I just got them done; they turned out pretty good, and they're gonna be on their way. Uh, speaking of which, our best build winner, like we said, was One Way, and I'll be messaging you soon and figuring out what you would like. And that leads us into our next uh, way that our listeners can win poker chips from us, and that's in our dial design contest. We had round one. I gave the assignment of build us a character with a team keyword that is either in Legion of Superheroes for DC or in Avengers Academy or Avengers Arena from Marvel. We got about a dozen or more submissions, uh, most of which were actually Legion of Superheroes. One thing I noticed, I mean, I guess I, I don't really see how... I didn't notice it this much before. They have the dumbest names. The Legion of Superheroes characters. I mean, can you get any more... Like Phil's not sitting here. Can, I don't <laughs> care if Phil, Phil's going to listen to Phil. I have to wholly agree. They're so stupid. It sounds like a two-year-old thought up the names of these characters. I mean, I'm sure they're from... It's like they did a write-in contest from an elementary school. It's like Ultra Boy. And Matter, everything is... Matter Eater. <laughs> everything is Lad... Or gal, or girl, or boy, and the names are all like ultra or super or something stupid. Yeah, like, Betty's eating some matter. <laughs> but, um, most of them were from uh, from uh, Legion of Superheroes, but we did get a decent amount of Marvel ones too. Polar boy. <laughs> uh, some of the highlights I liked a lot. Uh, I liked Jason Lapels actually a lot, which was Triplicate Girl. He he had a a ton of. He actually listed different splits for the five uh, characters he, he did complete kind of so it's kind of like a madrox kind of thing he put in a lot of you'll have to read how it works but it's a uh, trip quick girl is yeah is similar to madrox um and uh what's that one chick's name that can do that too that i'm trying to think of oh never mind that's from the invincible i was gonna say the invincible universe yeah. has a uh, duplicate duplicate yeah. the big whore <laughs> the big the big whore of the invincible universe sleeping but, with uh, robotic uh, hey if Hyperion I'm but I, I did like that submission I the grades are gonna be up soon I think we're all three gonna score these every week just so you guys get more variation on the scores of these and I get we get more kind of viewpoints s- viewpoints yeah. uh, so w- those scores will be posted tomorrow but I'm gonna let Austin go ahead and give round twos um Assignment, which will be due by Saturday, November 16th. All right. So the frequent listeners already know I'm a big Iron Man power. What? What? Wait a minute. I know. Right? Who's Iron Um, Man? In honor of Invincible Iron Man coming out, I want a power armor character. 
They have to have the armor keyword. Um, give me your high-tech characters that have cool battle suits. They can be your Lex Luthers. They can be your various Iron Man villains. They can be whatever. Just they need to have a technological battle suit, like a fancy robot-like one. Not like Batman wore Kevlar. That's a battle suit. That's a battle suit, Austin. So don't, don't try to game it here, ladies. I want I want your big, beefy don't robots. Don't use the word battle suit, then. Say All right, well, that's what I was going to say. It, this is a pretty per- probably the most particular one we've ever done. So, which fine, we can do it. Uh, but if you guys have power armor characters, if you guys have questions on whether a figure that you want to do would be a legal submission or not, uh, email them to us at dowlhforhereclicks at gmail or send me a PM on HC Realms, and I'll talk to Austin and, and we'll talk about it and see if it can be approved. Because I can see this being one where people oh yeah are confused whether they can do it or not. So. Typical Austin. So if you got a question, just uh, just PM or email us. Uh, that, like I said, that will be due on the 16th of November. Next, we're going to move into community question this week, uh, which I posted on Twitter and Facebook. The question this week was... <laughs> Jim Brackett. What's your favorite set of chases? And by that I mean oh, dear Lord. not your favorite individual chase. I mean your favorite set. Uh, either all the Spider-Man, Identity Crisis guys, or Phoenix Five, or the White Lanterns, or whoever. Uh, we're gonna, I'll let you guys do yours first before I tell uh, what our listeners Hulkamania, brother. I like the freaking Incredible Hulk chases, the... Hulked out heroes are freaking awesome. If they were better dials, yeah, I would love them. That's yeah. that's that's the big problem with them. They're great characters. They're amazing sculpts, but their dials are so meh, and their ATA is terrible. Like it is flat out. What they they made it where none of them have super strength on their top click, and their ATA is like you have to seven pay points each for yeah. each of them to have super strength on their top. You have click. to pay to get the super strength. And it's like it's not even worth it. Um, they should have just had traded super strength on all of them. But uh, I love the chases; they're great. Um, they're sitting in my cabinet at home, and they just look so nice. Mm, yeah, Punky Drewster, who yeah. you like, buddy? This is a rough one, you know. I know there's there's, there's a lot of things. There's that, a lot of I mean, sets. there's the White Lanterns. I do like them a lot. I like the Superman chases, too. The Batman chases I liked a lot. The, yeah. I'm trying to think... I'm going to pick Streets of Gotham. The the train, Devil Bats? Yeah. The three Batman. I do like the Devil Bats. Or, not the Devil Bats. The uh, Ghosts of Batman Pass. That's it. Man, I'm trying to think of... Or the Ghosts of Batman. Of mine, because I'm trying to think of ones that I actually really play. You know what I mean? Like, love and... If I had to pick... They're one. all cool. Chaos War had... Probably like the most playable ones, and yeah. and so many cool options too. Because See, it wasn't a niche group; it was just like Marvel Universe. You cool can't go duos. back too Four far games. because not until like maybe seventy fifth anniversary, they didn't even have sets of chases. There were just one or two chase pieces per set. Right, you're right about that. Because I mean, but then they started adding more and more chases and. I only have so much to choose from, and I'd probably have to say Streets of God. I like the M10 and DC10 chases, too. I the did. scrolls... Especially the scrolls. Yeah, the, yeah, scroll the scrolls are pretty cool. But the, my, I think my number one... I think I am going to go with Chaos War. It's probably the best... I mean... There's... 
there were so many. First of all, Doom King, I freaking yeah. love. I love Ant Man and Wasp. It's a very playable piece and a very fun piece to play. Uh, Hawkeye and Mockingbird are really good. Thor and Hercules, I haven't got to play yet. Sentry Void, everybody knows is good. Avengers Prime. Avengers Prime's good. I haven't played it yet, but um, uh, Scarlet Witch and Wonder Man. Now are the, there. the 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 two Switch versions, I have them, but I haven't played them yet. They don't look too exciting. They're really having played them both. They're not. The Vision and Scarlet Witch one's okay. I've played against the Vision one, and it's it was pretty. Their lack of willpower on both of them is pretty Uh, really hurtful. Overall, my only issue with the Chaos War chases was you had all these cool duos, and then Sentry and Void felt kind of thrown in there. Like I felt like that would have been better super rare or something. Yeah, it was a duo. Technically, you know, they tried to make it a duo, but yeah, you're right. It doesn't really. Yeah, the rest are like Avengers team ups or Doom and Kang. Doom and Kang is one of the coolest pieces. I just love the fact that you have they, to stop they break and, down. Yeah, in midway and they can't get along anymore. Um, the most common answer was Phoenix 5. There was a pretty good mix of answers on this, I have to say. One of the, the questions, usually there's like an outright winner. This yeah. one was pretty pretty mixed. I'd say there's probably a tie between Chaos War and, uh, and Phoenix 5. A decent amount of people did say the scrolls and uh, the Spider-Man chase, Spider-Man chases as well. See, the Spider-Man chases, I'm split. I like them, but I like the armored ones. I was gonna say I don't like the 75 point ones that the much. The Identity Crisis ones, I feel like, just aren't good enough to make them. Yeah. To make me. But they're still them. a neat they're still case cool, set. Yeah. I like I like the fact they did two mini sets. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was actually a couple questions that we got individually from people, uh, just wanting some answers on some stuff. Um, actually, one is we talked about the Realms Open Championships. Uh-huh. Was that last? It was last week, right? And we confused the crap out of everybody. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> uh, there, there's a a listener whose venue is having Realms Open Championships. Uh, Jason Alvey is actually from my home state of Kentucky. And uh, he's from Owensboro, Kentucky at Big Bang Toys, Comics, and Games. If anybody lives close to there and would like to uh, attend their Realms Open Championship, they have a super qualifier. Uh, He just wanted to invite everybody to come down. It, Like I said, it's in Owensboro. You can look it up online. Uh, It is March 8th. So it was nice to get an invite from him. He was inviting us. It's a pretty good drive for us. It's almost four hours. Wait, when is it? It's not till March, okay. but I just wanted to kind of read this just to let you guys know if you guys uh, have have Realms Open Championships coming up and you want me to mention them on air and you want, you know, just to get, get them out there so that other people are aware of them, especially people, like we said, talked about last week, there's a lot of times where there's venues in your area within an hour or so that you don't even know exist. You know what we need to do? We need to sit down and either I need to go on Realms make a post about it and get someone to do a, a Google Map group and just tag all the open championship places and all the clicks venues that we have. Well, there's a separate forum like thread on... Uh, well, I guess the WizKid event system lets you do it to a point, but it's not... Yeah. There's a separate thing on HG Realms right now where they're going to start listing all the these two. So That's if you guys want to post them on there, you can do that. But yeah, if you want to send them to us and and uh, we can throw them out there and hopefully get, uh, hopefully some of our listeners can meet each other. And if we get some that are close to us, we can attend as well. Uh, we also had an email from David Okana, who I think is also on our Facebook email. Uh, yeah, he says, hey guys, love the show. 
I have a question about long shots uh, trait. It's broken. As and well. How it works against impervious and etc. I'm confused because there's two parts to the trait. So, need long shot. I'm, I'm gonna, assuming. <laughs> yeah, the only long or there is uh, all long shot, isn't there? So first, I'll read long shots trait, and then we'll go over how it works. All of long shots hits are crit hits. If long shot rolls a twelve, the attack cannot be evaded. Damage dealt is increased by an additional one, and damage reduced can't be reduced below three. Now, first thing I want to note is when you make an attack against multiple targets, each hit target takes in a takes the extra one for a crit. So if Longshot hits three people with his three bolts, they each take an extra one from his trait. That's just on the regular one. Yeah. Uh, if he managed to roll a 12, they would each have to take two, effectively making him dish out eight damage total with his six and that from that and then the two more from his regular. Um, so his question is how it works with, against Impervious with the part where it says... Uh, if Longshot rolls a 12, the attack can't be evaded, damage does increase by 1, and the damage can't be reduced below 3. So, typically, if it's Longshot against Impervious, if he just rolls a, a roll that is not a 12, that is a hit, he's not... That first part of the clause where it just says all of Longshot's hits are crit hits, that is separate from the second part where it says if Longshot rolls a 12, blah, 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 blah. The, the second part where he rolls a 12 is what's going to help you against Impervious. The first part is not going to help you against Impervious. They'll still get their chance to reduce it to nothing with the roll, and they'll still reduce it by 2. Okay. Um, what about if he's on Precision Strike? It can be reduced below 1. Is the crit damage applied before Precision Strike or after? Because I think that's what he's asking. Is if it can't be reduced below one, I think they. I know. I think they could reduce. The, they would kick in before. That's what. I, that's what. I was Precision thinking. strike specifically says can't be reduced to one. Below one, yeah. Below one, yeah. Because it's well. Let's go through it. Attack would hit, and then it's critical. Damage would be di- dished out. One. Damage dealt. And then he would try to damage reduce. That's right. So it would yeah, still so only the, be one. Yeah, the crit's going to kick in before he reduces. So, yeah. Now, the second part is what's going to help you against Impervious. If you happen to roll a 12, then you get the second clause. Uh, It can't be evaded, and damage does increase by an additional one, and damage can't be reduced below 3. So, if you hit them for 5, they're still going to reduce it by 2, but they they can't get rid of that 3. Or if they roll a 5 or a 6, it would still be 3. Right, that's what I'm saying. And even if they hit their impervious roll, they still have to take 3 damage. Um, if you're only dishing them 3, then there's basically no point in them rolling at all because they're going to have to take that entire 3 damage. It's ridiculous. Against in- Invincible, it's not going to help you as much because Invincible does not reduce damage. It's a separate... It works separately. Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question somewhat. Um we had a question on Gmail from Jason LaPel. Uh, basically, I'm going to kind of sum this up. He's kind of he's talking about, and this is something that I I hated when we saw the distribution on Iron Man. I think we all kind of said we didn't like it. There's only there's going to be 13 commons, 13 uncommons, and yeah. 
or 16 common, 16 uncommon, 13 rare, 11 super rare, 4 prime, 5 traces. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's a very There's so, like more than a third of the set is really hard to obtain pieces. Like the rarity is getting a little absurd. I, I don't like it. If it was like Mage Knight where there's generics are the only commons, maybe. But the fact that most of these commons are figures, I don't want more than one of. Like, even the minions to a point, it they have to tickle your fancy to be the kind of minion you want a ton and of. And personally, we don't like the prime scheme anyways. I hate the prime yeah. scheme. I, I can't stand it. I think right. it's I think it's another way of, of draining money out of the consumer. I think the if the prime uh, okay, let me go over. The prime idea itself as far as there's a character and then there's a second version of it, the same number, A and B. That's fine. I'm okay. not saying the prime aspect. I'm saying the rarity way they yes. do the prime, where there's only one prime in a case and one chase yes. in a case. It's fucking absurd. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, why are there the same amount of commons and the same amount of uncommons? What makes the uncommon uncommon? I don't know. You're right, Drew. Why but is there just not 26 commons? <laughs> there are 32, See, but okay. Whatever. The, the, way, the way Magic does it is what 13. I Magic... I said it wrong at first. Mark Rosewater set up magic to where commons are simple pieces. And as you get rarer, they get more complicated, not necessarily more powerful. The problem that WizKids has is to a point they do that, but they're really bad about putting power at higher rarity. That's why we were so shocked with that that dark side at rare. Because he's a power piece. Like, he's not... He's a really good piece for his points. Having him at rare was odd because I would expect him to be an SR because that's yeah. the kind of thing you pull a case or people pull a brick for. As Austin said, I felt like Mage Knight probably had the best distribution they've done in a while. I agree, and the best sculpts. Yes. Done oh, not. And we'll, we'll talk be, about this. We'll be reviewing Mage Knight in the next couple. Uh, weeks. Drew has a lot to say on Mage now. Knight. I, I will say I don't have a problem with chases being in high numbers to a point. I don't either. I I have a problem with there being a lot of uncommons and not enough comments. I think that. If you're going to put... It's a complete and total money grab if you're going to put, uh, as a break, one chase and one uh, prime Iron. per case. It's a complete... You're effectively... Okay, so let's take Iron Man, for example. There's five chases and four primes. You're effectively saying there's nine chases. Yeah. The way, Because it's the same goddamn it's rarity. Wor- it's works. It's the same rarity, so it's... Well, no, because chases. you can get a common prime more common than you can get a super rare. And common yeah. primes are ridiculously low value. Yeah. Yeah, so you you've now bought a brick of over a hundred dollars for a five dollar Deathlock Prime. See, really, you know the, what I mean? the yeah, I know what you mean. The way they set it up is like it's almost an excuse for sculpt reuse, but making it seem like it's for a different reason. I, I hate the number of super rares being that high as well. Yes, Wolverine was bad about it too. I, yeah, I basically common through super rare should be a set distribution. It's gotten I feel to, like it needs to be scaled right. It's gotten to the point where it's becoming the rares are the uncommons and the super rares are yeah. the rares. I feel like when I pull a brick, I shouldn't pull duplicates of a rare. I agree. That I think that's fair to say. Um, and it's getting to the point where that's going to happen, and I don't like that. I don't like opening two boosters and three of the figures are almost the same in both of them. I was like, that that should never happen. And that's happened to me recently. Basically, we agree with you, and we think it's total money. 
it's I mean it's very obvious that it's, it's just an unnecessary money. It's just too. to make more money, scale off the ratios. I just don't understand. Personally, I don't buy boosters anyway, so I don't give a shit because I know that it's a money grab. But I do that with everything. They drove. I don't want to. Mage Knight was my last hurrah with buying sealed product. I'm done. I'm, I don't blame you. I mean, I didn't buy any Wolverine. I'm not buying any Invincible Iron Man, and that's so I could save my money and just get Lord of the Rings and Mage Knight. Um, it's just, Which had good rarity distributions, but also are harder to get. I'm so of. happy with Mage Nine Hunter; it's ridiculous, and I'll explain later. Um, while, while we're on the community section and we are talking about this, I, I'm buying a case of Invincible Iron Man, and I'm curious if people would like me to record a, a cracking video. Like I could bring it over here, and we could all open it and talk about the stuff we pull a little bit. Um, would people be interested in that if we put that up on YouTube? Yeah, we're. Th- I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel. For the group, as if I don't have enough things to do. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, with everything. But um, I'm thinking about looking into getting our podcast on YouTube as well. And not only having the episodes on there, but sometimes doing like videos. Like case openings and stuff like that. And maybe fun. eventually, if we can work it out and I got enough time to work on it, maybe recording some of our matches. At, at least for the best build matches, I think that would be fun. Uh but yeah, so write us, email us on that. Let us know if that's something that would interest you guys. Uh, one more thing before we, we wrap up the community section. Uh, as you guys know, when you buy starter sets and fast forces, they come with codes for HeroClicks Online. HeroClicks Online is something maybe we could talk about for a main topic someday. Uh, a short recap: I used to, I tried it when we initially started playing HeroClicks. The thing works like it's an uh, excellent idea. It is. But it it's doesn't like, work worth shit. It's like turning turtles through peanut butter. It is horrible. It doesn't work. Um, <laughs> but it's a good idea. I mean, yeah. if it if actually if it was streamlined and fast as like cockatrice for magic, yeah. I I probably would get nothing done in my life. It's, I would sit at work yeah. and I'd play HeroClix. <laughs> it's funny because if a third party made a HeroClix, it would probably be awesome. awesome. Yeah. The the one thing I do like they kind of did with it that I'm hoping they transfer over to the actual game. Is they have their own property of superheroes that they're starting to do for Hero Clicks Online, and some of them are really cool. Like I really like them, so I'm kind of hoping maybe we'll see them in real life a little bit. So the reason I bring that up is because uh, I don't play it anymore. I, I mean, I barely played it at all. And usually when I get these codes, I throw them away. So I was like, well, I should start giving them out on the air to our listeners because I'm sure there's some people who still play Hero Clicks Online. So here is your code. This was my. Thor the Dark World code, and uh, first person to redeem this will get the starter set pieces. It's T-D-W-S-A-G-S-U-T-Z-9-U. So there's that for you, and hopefully we'll have some more for you guys in the future. Uh, we're going to move into comics. We're just going to talk about one book today, but it's a pretty damn good book. It's a really damn good book. Aquaman of the New 52... One of the better, I'd put it in the top five, I think, yeah. maybe. It's top if, ten. If it's not five, sure. yeah, it's definitely it's top, top five. for me. Um, the only books I'd probably put ahead of it DC-wise would be, let's see, Wonder Woman and Batman for me. Animal Man. Animal Man and Swamp Thing. I was going to say Swamp Thing, too. It's probably a five. I, I like Phantom, oh, Phantom Stranger. Fan, I, I love Phantom Stranger. It's, it's good. I think Aquaman's better, though. It is better. Yeah. And I think the thing I love about New 52 Aquaman is I love his old team. Like, his old superhero team, all those characters. They they do a good job of introducing new characters, Mm -hmm. but they're not, hey, we're new. It's, they feel like they've been there the whole time, you just didn't know about them. Well, they are old. 
I mean, their characters, they're part of his history. His whole team was? Yeah. Oh, they're part know. of his history, but... I learned something. Um, although I, I think one of them is a, new, is a brand new... In fact, if you guys haven't read the last two issues, there uh, or the very last issue, the annual, which just came out last week, or the one before, uh, there is a, another new character in there. But, um, yeah... Aquaman, one thing I like about it is it's covered, through its arc so far, it's covered a lot of different people and different um, topics, especially, um, what was the name of the war with the Justice League? Uh, uh, oh man, that was so good. Throne yeah, of Atlantis? Throne of, I think it was the Throne of Atlantis. Yeah. I'll look it up while we're talking about it, but that was such a fun event for me. I mean, It was one of the best arcs they've done. It took place across Aquaman and the main Justice League of America book. Or not of America, just, just Justice, Justice League. League yeah. And I freaking loved that. It it's, was really good. I, I mean, it. you had, you had uh, Aquaman's brother leading the, the uh, Atlanteans against the humans, and you got... All the heroes and Hawkman flying over decapitating Hawk bitches. Man, give us my love. And I like it because it's it's the first time you see New Fifty Two Cyborg like taking his role as like the leader of the team or the organizer of the team. Yeah, and like setting everything. But it, the other thing I like about Aquaman is they do good twists in there. Actually, like there's been a few like oh shit moments for me, like where it's like um, Throne of Atlantis is a long enough out that I can spoil stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where when you find out like the advisor was behind it, yeah, mm-hmm. and set it up, like I was like, oh shit, and it, it's great. I love and Johns does a good job of that. Um, he sets stuff up like that where characters have these little. I love two faced characters that are done well. If they're done bad, they're terrible. I really liked the initial arc too, of uh, the first six issues of Aquaman. Whenever it was him and the uh, the things from the trenches. Yeah. But I yeah. just thought it did a really good job of personifying Aquaman and John's coming out out of like the open in New 52 showing Aquaman's going to be a badass. Yeah. Okay. This Aquaman ain't to be laughed at. And not only not only showing that through it being him being a badass in the book, it actually is literally brought up in the book where people him. laugh at him. And yeah, stuff where like people that. laugh at him, and then you f- and then they find <laughs> out like how much of a bad you know they I, they I, have to respect him. Yeah, I still laugh really hard at uh, when he's at the diner or whatever, and he orders fish and chips, yeah. and the lady's like, "But that's cannibalism." <laughs> and Justice League, his intro is so great because they you just like summons whales and they yeah. eat the robots. It, they, I it's like I'm I would never was an Aquaman fan before. Like you you remember we used to make me and my brothers used to crack jokes about him all the freaking time, and we still do sometimes. Uh, sometimes, but now it's not serious. This is the first time in a long time that I've um, sat and read Aquaman's dedicated book. I've read Justice League forever, so I've seen a lot of Aquaman stuff. But this is the first time I've actually like read, and it's probably just because Jeff Johns is on it, and it's really good. And why I enjoy it so much, but this is the first time I've actually sat and read a dedicated Aquaman yeah, book I and really looked forward to it every week too, or every month. The too. art's great on it; like it's straightforward art, but it's, it's well, it's Ivan Reese, who's one of the better um, art, or at least he's who did Throne of Atlantis and the first arc, and uh, he's one of the kind of the up and coming DC artists. Him and Francis Manipool have been really getting a lot of work lately. Yeah, it's not, like, super stylized or anything. It's straightforward comic art, but it's done really well. Like, the character... I can't say I've run into any issues with, like, characters, like, having their bodies twisted in weird ways or anything like you do sometimes in comics. 
Um, nothing really pulled me out of it, but if anything, like it's it's straightforward enough where it pulls you into it. I think so. right now it's also doing the the current arc of uh, the king. What's his name? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <sighs> Shit, I can't think of his name. Hmm. He's a common Aquaman villain. It's his new 52 version, but the king guy that Mara finds in the ice or whatever. I'm really liking how that's starting out. It's pretty dang interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And John, John's kind of has a uh, a whole, I'm kind of suspecting like an overreaching arc that probably covers everything that he's been talking about for the last two years uh, because the trench guy's are being brought up right now with the current storyline that's going yeah. on. You're starting to find out that it all, that it all it's actually, a web. yeah, like it's a it's a big story web that you re- I really didn't see coming. I mean, I did. I just thought the trench guys were kind of a story point thrown in there just to present a easy, yeah. easy to hate group of people for him to fight against. The other thing I like is that unlike most times when you see like Atlantis stories and stuff like that, it's like Atlantis is the only kingdom under the sea. No, in Aquaman, there's multiple kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rebels. There's. It feels like an actual. It's a kind of retake on Romeo and Juliet, with him being from a different, from Atlantis and Mera being from a yeah. different kingdom, and, and they're like forbidden love and yeah. want to kill each other. There's all, all this time. back history with like the original king and all these artifacts and stuff like that. And it, it, it's awesome. I love it. I mean, and like, Black Manta has been so Dude, badass. Black Manta's awesome. Speaking man. of which, have you guys read for Evil, Forever Evil number three? I haven't no. Yet. Oh man, it's there's some Black Manta action at the oh, end. Oh man, it, it's really good. I, I've got it over there if you guys want to read it. Um, it's pretty dang good, and uh, it it brings together <laughs> kind of preparing things for what's about to happen uh, with. Uh, Preparation H. <laughs> Preparation. Prepare your ass. <laughs> so, oh. as a wrap up, you guys, if you haven't been reading Aquaman, I'm sure you've heard that it's good by now. I mean, I'm sure we've talked about it. Enough. We we have talked about it a little bit, and uh, like we said, top five DC book right now. And if you've ever, I like I suspect most comic readers out there could probably say this. If you've ever. If you've never really taken a, a Aquaman book seriously and wanted to sit and learn, actually, literally learn about him and get into his character instead of just being an asshole about instead it, instead of just thinking it's a joke, this is the perfect one yeah. to start off with. The first, first start five from or six issue issues, number one. Yeah, the first five or six issues they'll win you over. It's a and this is a great age for comics, man. I mean, we it have really so is. many good books right now that that we didn't when well, I was a kid. Let's begin the humble fifteen minutes where we all look back on <laughs> on how far comics have come in the last. I'm 10 sure years. a moment of silence for fifteen minutes would go over well on the radio. <laughs> oh, hey, Drew. Speaking of awesome comics in modern day, so how about that Thor two? Oh, so the boys went and saw Thor two. I'm sure they want to rub it in my face. We're definitely gonna rub it. It in It was amazing. It was. I. I want to talk about it, and it's frustrating. Okay, like, I'm not going to talk about anything. it, but I'm going to tell you that it's probably the best movie they've done other than The Avengers. I I could agree. Um, That's good. Okay. Um, it's, set, it. it's set up really well. The plot's believable. Um, they toned... A lot of the thing, issues I had with Thor 1 was some of the dialogue felt like... Yeah. Um, corny, almost. Like, it was just thrown in there to try to get laughs. Like, Darcy as a character, I hated in the first movie. Yeah, she's still kind of annoying. She's still kind of annoying, but she's better in the second one. Like, she feels Natalie Portman's character? No. No, the, the, the other girl. The other girl. Oh, so, like, yeah. 
I don't like Natalie Portman either. Yeah. She's better in this one. She's I don't better. think anybody really likes her though. Um, th- and Asgard's beautiful in this one. Like they went more with yeah. a medieval look with it, and it feels like a city. The positives, or the only negatives I can think of, are that the story kind of drags on for a little bit, and that um, Darcy's annoying. <laughs> I have three important questions that come to my mind. Okay. One is how hot is Sif on a scale of one to ten? Ten. Nine and a half. Oh shit! Because Sif is one of those characters that I've always been like superly attracted. My to. My only issue is actually wish. they're actually in talks to make her Wonder Woman. Oh my god! I think I just came. <laughs> um, Go get me some Kleenex. <laughs> if I wish she had gotten like she gets a lot of screen time in the movie. Yeah. But I kind of expected her to get a lot. The Warriors more. Three got a lot oh, more. The Warriors Three are awesome in this movie. You, except Hogan, you don't even get to see Hogan at all. It's hilarious because uh, uh, you'll see. But don't spoil anything. It, for it's not listeners. really a spoiler. Hogan just kind of like goes off on his own at the beginning. And yeah. You never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second question. Uh-huh. Is Heimdall still like a mega? Bad? Yes. Heimdall's huge in this movie. Yes. <laughs> I love Heimdall and the actor who plays him, who also oh, played. Straight there is down. a moment in that movie that you, you will cry. It was the best thing I've ever seen. It's just... It was such a good... Like, overall, out of all the movies, coming from Iron Man 3 to this was great. Oh, my God. Because Iron Man 3 was such a low point. What's your third question? I'm really interested in how they do Malekith, because I like Malekith, and I... Okay. I like that... I like how... I just love how creepy Malekith always is. Like, oh, if you he, like creepy, buddy, you're right up the right Malicus has this creepy, and they're doing a good job with him in Thor: God of Thunder right now. In the second arc, they're doing they're perfectly got him personified, where he's like creepy, but he's like he's scary in a way that he's just so damn sadistic and just ruthless. You're, but he has this kind of creepy right. aspect to him. I just hope he turns out well in this movie. He, he's really well done in this movie. Um, I don't. He definitely, like, you feel uneasy when he's on screen, which is good. Like, that's how he should that's be. That's what I mean. Um, the best moment I get you get from Malekith is when he is uh, with Curse on oh, yeah. going to do something oh, in somewhere. He speaks Dark Elfish, like, the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, there's and a lot of Dark Elfish. They did that really well, too. I'm really happy they went with that instead of just English all the time. He speaks English um, a couple times. Yeah, one, but it's only when he's, like, talking to Thor or the Asgardians and stuff like that. Whenever he's talking to other Dark Elves, which is a lot, actually, it's in Dark Elven. And it's always really well done. Like When you go see this movie... Don't look at the internet, please, for the love of God. Don't, don't I, spoil anything for yourself here. I, I didn't, and it was great. It was, I did, and it was amazing still. I never do anyways. This is something I, I talk to you guys about all the time. If there's a movie that I really want to see, I absolutely, I don't even watch previews. Like if a preview comes on a commercial, I change the channel. Yeah. Because I don't want to know anything. I like going into movies with a fresh, open mind. I've heard that the trailer does spoil it, so don't watch well, it. Remember, does spoil it. Remember, I threw a fit on Cap. I threw a fit on the Cap trailer because there's the moment. showed all the best moments. It, there's the moment where he jumps on the grenade, yeah. and then they show that it was a fake grenade, and it's like, that, that fucking huge. spoiled that for so many people because I experienced it firsthand, and then I saw the preview, and when I experienced it fresh... That was such a big moment for me, like a, I, a defining moment for him. But in the previews, everybody and their mom, we saw yeah, that preview. Yeah, I saw the preview, and I just kind of chuckled special. on it. There's also, when you go, there's also going to be a trailer for Winter Soldier beforehand. Mm. And so. it looks pretty good. Oh, Winter Soldier, like, I was not hype at all for that movie. Sorry, Ricky. I tell you what I'm hyped for, fucking Galactic 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. You I need to go nope, see nope, this movie. Nope, nope, nope. Go, I'm guessing, nope, nope, I'm go nope, watch nope, nope. the movie. Nope, I already, I already am assuming that the end credits have something to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just go watch the movie. I'm not telling you. Just watch it. I'm not telling you. God dang it, you guys! <laughs> You're gonna make me have to watch it like right now. We invited you last night. We invited you. Hunter didn't want anything to do with us. He had a girlfriend and a life. You know. Sometimes getting laid is more important. I'm sorry, but pussy <laughs> No, I, I'm just kidding. I wasn't getting laid. You were watching the Pacers game. I was watching the Pacers, who are 7 0, baby. Pacers are kicking some major ass. Alright, you know, anyways. Tonight, the Colts. Let's uh, move into our outro, guys. Email us questions and uh, feedback on the YouTube idea at dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and supporting us. Uh, we also have a Twitter and a Facebook account if you guys want to like us or chat with us there. On Twitter, I try to keep up to date on uh, on retweeting whenever they spoil new dials. So if you guys want like pretty pretty quick response on when new figures are spoiled, I usually have them up on our Twitter within an hour of whenever they're revealed. And I, sometimes I post things that people find out from uh, from shows and stuff on there too. So, so follow us on Twitter, dial H4, the number 4. Hero clicks uh, and Facebook and Gmail is all spelled out. Dial H four F O R Hero clicks. Uh, we will see you guys next week with a review on Lord of the Rings Two Towers, and the week after that we'll have Drew in here and we'll do a review on Mage Knight. That's just me and you for the Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Most likely, because Drew has to work and we have yeah. to do it on Monday. So stupid life. So next week we're going to be doing Lord of the Rings. We'll see you then. See ya.